I'll stop doing admin. Ah, uh, you do you, bud. That's all right. This whole show is based on, you know, just feel it. Just, just vibe it It's out, just vibes. It's yeah, just, just intuition. Vibes. The purest It's just vibes. all of that so natural for anyone, goodness. Anyone uh, uh, watch Hello, Hello Trogies? How's it going? Uh, John is gone. I don't know why he's gone. I did not remember that he wouldn't be here this week. So when you were like, you have no John, I was like, okay. I guess we he's, fired John. I missed him. <laughs> Doing touristy things with his mother, I believe. Oh, that was this. Okay, cool. okay. But hundred percent, I now think John's a spy. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's not. That's not a that bad would shout. actually make more sense. It would yeah. be can, more on brand for him. Can we discuss what that would look like? But for, well, let's let's get the introductions <clears throat> out of the way first, and then we're sure, going to sure. get to spy John. The worst. Yes. The worst the plan for a spy. Jobs. So tall. Um. So, oh, it is. Um, Paul, did you just? Bring your stream in in I, here. I did. I like. I, I'm You're not streaming. Hosting. I haven't nice. been streaming, but I wanted to host this as well. So, you know, I may as well. You know um, what? Uh, you're absolutely right, Kimmers. That was a raid. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream with John and Chris and Ashley. Stick around and give us a follow. You are awesome. Thanks for the raid questing time. If anyone You're isn't welcome. following questing time, obviously <clears throat> questing time, uh, because yes. that is the host of questing time is our fabulous guest, John Paul Foxcroft. Hi, Yay. it's Paul, our most punctual guest. It's Paul, so, right? Consistently. That's he's a real cool guy. That's thank you, <clears throat> <clears throat> thank you, stock, thank you, stock footage approval man. Uh, <clears throat> oh, that's such a great mm. title for him. <laughs> Skeptical stock footage approval man. <laughs> um, I like fair warning. I like, I like skeptical farmer too. Sorry. Yes, skeptical oh, farmer. You... Skeptical farmer has a real name though. Yeah, I that's David Crosby from Crosby, Stills, oh, yeah. Nash and Young. I, do you know, I've never seen. Actually, no, I've seen Young. But I've never seen images of the others and been like, that's who that guy is. Like, I, well, might, I might know right. them by sight, but I don't know them to associate. That's he's not disappointed. what I pictured. David Crosby is <clears throat> disappointed in you. I don't know if he's disappointed or if he knows how to open a puzzle box he's just handed me. Ooh, yeah, but he's disappointed. <laughs> he, you can't. He's upset. He doesn't know. <clears throat> he doesn't know who he just handed a fucking puzzle box to. That's what he did. Um, that's true. Um, I have a small disclaimer for this show. If I leave abruptly... There's a good reason. That um, was going to be the next thing on the list. Yeah. So we have guest John, which is Paul and Ashley. Hello. You, you've had a few. You've had a big couple days. I've had a, a week. Uh, I yeah, Boomstickery Bam, nailed it. Right in there. Right I in there. have had. Uh, I have had. I want to say five or six bouts of diarrhea today. Oh my god. Um, I'm not good. <laughs> so if I if I leave. Yeah. 
I may not come back, uh, but how, I'll try. <laughs> how far are you from the nearest toilet and or bed? <clears throat> risk assess this for us. Toilet. I'm very, very close. close to the toilet. Give, There's a give toilet. us a floor plan. Like, we, like right there. Like right there. It's right, right. there. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've had a really shitty week in, hey. more, in more ways than one. Uh, I, do, I just got, I was absolutely fine up until Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, I just got floored. I was on the phone to a friend of mine for a couple of hours in the morning and I was lying on the couch talking to her and I felt like I was getting seasick on the couch. Uh, not a great so time. The end, not a great time. Quick no. question. Were you at sea? I was actually like floating on a river, so not quite at sea, okay. but yeah. <laughs> I could see the sea. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's go. what it was. <laughs> uh, we do have a, a sea wow. view. Um, no, I, I just was lying down and just the world started to spin a wee bit. And uh, I'm enjoying this. The chat is being this. just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, disgusting. Podcast listeners, uh, Steve Mooney says he calls it the brown rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boomstick yeah. coming in with brown thunder. Uh, there was another one. Oh, yeah. It's like a, I would argue it's an obsessive amount of redundant euphemisms for a thing yeah. we're all familiar with. Like, we don't need, yeah. we've, we've it, you're not like, we're not alluding to anything. No, we're, we're not diarrhea. alluding to anything. But yeah. like, I have like, diarrhea. No, no, no. Here's, a more pla- here's a more palatable way of discussing it so we don't have to bring up diarrhea. <laughs> I don't think gravy I, I running out of you is any of these. <clears throat> yeah, these are not palatable. It's not palatable. <laughs> um, yeah, and so then I got off the phone, and within an hour, I was in bed. I was not no. able to function, and uh, a few hours after that, I <clears throat> threw up everything. And then shortly after that, I was getting the shits, and they have not really stopped. I, they stopped yesterday, and I was able to go out for lunch, and I was I was just like, oh my god, I'm through it, we're good. And then yeah. this morning... Back mm. at it. What is I it? I have a lunch, just rancid meat. What? Yeah. Um, I have. I don't know why they're no still here. What it is. Um, <laughs> I genuinely, there is nothing. I, is I it, cannot place it. Why? It, why it's happening? Is it just pooping, or is it vomiting as well? And if it is, have you had? I was to make vomiting the on choice? Wednesday. I was vomiting on Wednesday. Um, Isn't that a Craig a David song? Time. <laughs> it's a long time since I vomited without being drunk. Um, so. It's yeah, that wasn't fun. Um, and all I had eaten at that point in the day was fruit, so it was just like a great big smoothie. <laughs> Sorry for the description, but no, no, that's, that's how they used to make them in Roman times. Yeah, just baby, just baby burden it. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so are you gonna die? No one's supposed to have diarrhea for five so. days. I have no, I haven't had it consistently at this rate. Today's actually been the worst day. Um, I had it <clears throat> on Wednesday. I had a little bit of like, I'm not trusting any farts today on Thursday. Friday <clears throat> I was kind of good, but I didn't feel great. And then Saturday I felt, yesterday I felt great. I was fine. And then today I just woke up with really bad diarrhea again. I was, mm. my stomach and like vomiting was worse before. Um, but again, I like have no reason for this. Weird. I yeah. actually I thought of you 
because I fucking I got to my shift, so I'm working at that event space right now, and got uh-huh. there, changed into my my clothes for the shift, and then just immediately it was like I'm gonna shift right now, and like ran across the hall, <laughs> got into the. I stall, love that you think of me when you shit yourself. And I couldn't. I didn't even have time to like lock the door. Like I just jumped in, pulled my pants on, sat down, and then locked the door, and it was just in time. And I was like, Ashley's gonna love this. Ashley's gonna That's love great. this. I this do is, love that. Yeah. <laughs> I have shot with the door open many times. <laughs> Paul, it's so good to see you. It's really nice to see you guys. <clears throat> Paul, tell us about your diarrhea. Um, well, here's the thing. You've reminded me of a story now. This is not me. But, um, uh, so before the plague, you guys know, do you remember the plague? Do you remember the plague? Um, oh, yeah, <clears> before the plague, I used to have, I used to teach improv for a little Wait, wait, do you mean the actual plague or the pandemic? I mean the pandemic. Okay, I thought we were going into a history topic. Why is my so I'm going to fiddle with my camera settings because for some reason the autofocus is turned back on and it's not very good. Um, <clears throat> but um, so before the pandemic, yeah. Sorry, I'll stop zooming in and zooming in there. Um, <laughs> I taught improv, and one of my students came to me one evening. They come, we were at a show. And one of my stu- ex students came up and was like, "Hey, man, how are you doing?" So I'm good. And he said, um, "What are you up to?" He's still improvising, and he said, "Yeah, yeah, I've been taking classes with some other folks since I graduated from your thing." And I was like. Cool. It was like, I always think people are going to be mad about that. I was like, not me. Mm. But he said, um, I just wanted to say, like, I thought you were a good teacher then. <clears throat> I really appreciate how good a teacher you are now. And I was like, oh, please tell me this story because that's nice. approval. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yes. And he, he told me a tale that the, the teacher he had at this other improv company, which I'm not naming because I think they're pretty good, but this guy was not a good example of the teaching style. Ooh. And he has since been fired for reasons. Private, um, chat. Nice. private chat, private chat, private chat, private <laughs> chat. That's why we have it, baby. Because I have a guess in my head that I think it is, especially when you say the fired for other reasons business. <clears throat> yeah, uh, is that what you oh, were thinking? Not who I was guessing, but it is the oh, improv really? community, so it could oh, have been oh, any. Tell me, tell me who you thought in uh, the private chat. Fuck oh. you, the viewers. Um, <laughs> but um, so this guy, this guy was telling me like in like it was the second or third week of his classes with this guy, mm. and. Um, Sometimes uh, if a couple of people are like going to be five minutes late, like it's perfectly reasonable, I guess, to like hold off on starting the class. If you've got the kind of class where it's like, here's the ground rules and everything we do for the next three hours is based on this. And that's a sort of the private chat, Chris, and that's an entirely legitimate response. And I have other stories that I can't talk about on air, which we're going to talk about later. Right. I'm not. <clears> but, I, listen, it's not it's not that Baldy guessed exactly what I said, uh, but, you know, it's just I'm just bringing this up on the screen for no reason at all. That's all. Um, <laughs> um, but anyway, so anyway, so this guy, so the teacher, um, the, they get to the class and they're waiting for like a couple of minutes because some of the students are a couple of minutes out. <laughs> the teacher's like, uh, yeah, yeah. OK, so and the teacher always wore like. Sh- like long shorts. Um, not like clots, mm. but like long shorts. He was an American dude living in London. And he said, uh, oh, um, I know it looks like I pissed myself. Uh, I, uh, it's so stupid. I had a Diet Coke and it fucking, I shook it. I, I didn't realize I'd shaken it. I opened it just before you guys got into class. And it's all over my fucking trousers. And um, like, so nobody no. worry. So why and the other two students like are live. <laughs> the other two students <laughs> arrive and he's like, he teaches the class. And at the end of the class, to the entire class, he goes, okay. Look, it was piss. I I just I just put my dick away before I finished pissing, and I hadn't even I didn't even think I didn't even think that, like, that has happened to all of us. That has happened to. But like you've but gotten like, away. the way they described it was like 
It was plausible that he'd spilled an entire bottle of Diet Coke on his trousers. Like, it was oh, a huge... That's not a dribble. That dude just no. pissed his pants. He pulled <laughs> yeah. pissed his pants. <laughs> but he's week, apparently wait. gotten away with it. And then and he's they just... just... What? One week later, exactly the same circumstance, a couple of people are late for the class. And the guy says, um, oh, man, I was just giggling uh, to myself. I remember this time when, like, I needed to take a shit real bad. And already the class is like, why are we... Why is this even being discussed? Mm -hmm. And either way, he was on a date and he realized he needed to take a shit real bad. And um, so what he did was he was on the drive home and he drove his date home, dropped her off at her house and just fucking <laughs> immediately drove off. And she must have been like, that was weird. And he drove back to his place. He parks up out front. <laughs> he runs into his house, which he shares with his flatmates. Mm -hmm. And then because he was so panicked, just ran into his bedroom, jumped into the bed, and shat himself because <laughs> he got confused. What? And who is this man? And why does it's anyone the, pay him to, to and, teach um, them things? They don't. But know I mean, like, in his he heart. had some issues with phoning female students at night. But um, uh, but yeah, no, that no. was his like. He was like, I'm I needed to use the toilet bed. so bad, I got confused and just got into bed and did a shit there. No, not an answer. You know what? Not an no. Answer. Now, no. I want to just I put will, this also in the I context will. of this story was unbidden, given to a class full of people who had paid him cash money to teach them a skill. Oh, my okay. God. At, he's, the, he's at gonna, the beginning of the class. He's going to reverse bury these people. They're all just going to become killers. They, start, they thought they wanted to do improv. <laughs> They'll become train killers. I, okay, I can slightly side with him on being disoriented and 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 do and just not actually being able to think properly when you're in a bad situation mm. uh, you know i can i can kind of but getting into bed is weird getting weird. into bed is a, is a weird yeah. panic decision weird. to make um yeah but telling a classroom a student that's weird weird that's not appropriate but as no. we've established he's not an appropriate person anyway no. he's not doesn't know the boundaries of things. I yeah. okay. I would take any amount of money to bet that he didn't even flip his mattress after he did that. I would. I would be inclined to agree. He didn't like, do shit. He shit his bed. He took the. Yeah. He took the sheets off. Probably it depends on the damage to the mattress. Probably though. didn't like... have a backup sheet and just slept on the other side of the bed the first <laughs> that night. Sorry, I just want to commend Baldy for that. Can we can we make Baldy's oh, comment go big? Because it's an absolute peach. <laughs> Says uh, I didn't know John Todd improv. Hey. <laughs> um, oh wow. Yeah, he didn't. There's no way he did that. I bet he told himself he was going to wash his sheets and then didn't do it for like a week. It just sat in a pile on the corner of his floor until his roommate complained about the smell. This yeah. this guy is... That's not yeah. a singular thing. Like, this rolled downhill. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Well, Steve Mooney, who would tell dozens of people that you shot yourself? Yeah, unless you're hosting a podcast on Twitch. Like, why else would you tell someone that story? That's the yeah. only reason. But in, in, in any, There's no professional... There, No, let me rephrase. There are very few professional contexts where you're like... Where you... At, apropos of nothing go oh yeah, i shit myself four years ago here's the story mm -hmm. yeah that's really odd to just pull it out of nowhere in in a situation where it's definitely not appropriate like this is yeah. one thing this is 
yeah. we bring up stories as content. Like that's what we do. <clears throat> yeah. Whereas but... this guy is like filling for three minutes while some people are at the bar getting yeah. water. Yeah. And also, like we yeah. we basically met Ashley through her like venting past traumas. That's yeah. like how we were introduced, that's and so it's, that's my vibe. <laughs> become canon. It's part of the show now. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was not. Um, Hello, Aquarius. Welcome to the channel. Welcome, oh, Johnny Depp thing. I feel like we're not going to yeah. like Chris. Um, <laughs> uh, keep an eye on him, mods. That could go either way. Uh, could be a fun. Could be a fun guy. Could be it's, absolutely it's a troll. Um. Ah. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely troll. Whenever they come in with yeah. jokes, always bye a bye, troll. Chris Aquarius. See you, buddy. Yeah. Um, I my, bet we're on my stories an icebreaker at corporate do somewhere. Yeah, probably. It probably it is an icebreaker situation somewhere. It's an icebreaker situation here. I feel. Yeah. yeah. Whenever there's a guest that's new that hasn't been on the show before, I'm like, I feel like we're gonna get into shing ourselves pretty quickly yeah. i'm looking forward to the yeah. sister podcast of this stream which is just hey what's up with your shits no <laughs> let's yeah let's you'll become the new mcelroy's let's get rid of um, all the all the like quasi politics any of that nonsense let's get uh -huh. right to what let's our cut, listeners want right to the turns just mm. shit that's all we want just come on in we'll make it a 20 minute episode <laughs> our guest comes yeah. in talks shit getting yeah, no, it's called talking shit that's it. it's called talking shit talking come shit. on, come yeah. on. I so I'm currently at the phase where I know there's going to be more because of the pain that I'm in. I'm mm. in so much pain in my abdomen gut area that yeah. it's yeah. like the, it's in the like poop factory churning pain. Yeah, it's the poop factory, actually. Use the name. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're or technical the poop factory. Yeah, or trash bag central. <laughs> That is... I didn't. I didn't bring my bucket. The toilet's very close, but I did have a bucket next to my bed all week. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> Diamond Geezer says, "Blee ba 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 da ba." You're the scat man. <laughs> yeah. Poop. That would be a great, There was an improv group um, in the UK called the music. Scat Pack for a while. The scat Pack. <laughs> Yeah, they're now like called the mischief, and they're alarmingly successful because they wrote the play. The play that went wrong, the play that goes wrong. Oh shit, they wrote um, that. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were called the Scat Pack when they started out, and I'm like, I guess like four years into their careers, one of them Googled the term and was like, <laughs> we have to do, we have to rebrand. Well, that's you see um, that sometimes with entertainers, so they go, oh, do we need to take ourselves seriously? Because like yeah. there was a there was a there was a band in Canada called um, the Rainbow Butt Monkeys. And they were like sort of they had like middling success. Mm -hmm. Like they could play small venues, they had their fans, and everybody else went, well, That's the worst band name I've ever heard. No thanks. Mm. And then they changed their name to Finger Eleven and became like a number one big Canadian star. Right. And all they did was change the name. And even that, Finger Eleven, what's your eleventh finger, Ashley? You got ten up here. Uh... Where's that 11th <laughs> one? Uh, uh? It's certainly, it's, oh, it's a live view to describe my tongue or people's. Or it's down here. No, <laughs> some people, no, but not me and Paul. Paul, yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> So yeah, so they still got a dick joke in. <laughs> Paul did not. Paul was not sure how he felt about you doing that. Oh, Paul, sorry, no, Paul down here, no, Paul and John, no, not me though. Yeah. Uh, 
um oh. yeah i also i didn't feel like bringing the bucket because i didn't want it to be one of those self-fulfilling prophecy things you know it'd be pretty you, great if i bring the thing? bucket if i bring the bucket i'm gonna use the bucket <laughs> okay here's here's what's about to happen we're gonna keep doing this episode um ashley uh -huh. if you end up having to use the bucket and or toilet um we're immediately turning it into a Patreon episode. We're cutting off all the feed. <laughs> we're starting a record again. And it's only available on the Patreon stream. Yeah. And bring your so phone. Like Don't Ashley's your phone. mic will be live the whole time. Yeah. And that's, <laughs> like that's going to that, be. That's what the Patreon stream yeah. is. <laughs> I should get one of those little lapel things. Um... Well, one of the, you should get one of those um, two ears <laughs> mics the ASMR people have. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Put that Christ. next to your bathroom. Oh God! <laughs> and get a left and right feed. Like <laughs> it's ASMR, but it's it's explosive liquids coming out of a human body. I guarantee that nothing, exists, and I guarantee there's an OnlyFans for it. <laughs> Just such aggressive. If you can think it, there's porn of it. Like, oh yeah, no, yeah. That's why I don't like to think. Yeah. yeah thinking thinking is a dangerous endeavor um so yeah i haven't really done too much all week i i read a very good book though i really enjoyed that and um what was it it was the long way to a small angry planet okay and it's really, really good. It's kind of, it's a space adventure. It really felt like I was reading an episode of Doctor Who or Star Trek or something um, along those lines. Really fun characters. Um, we got some lesbian, alien, lizardy type porn in there. It's quite okay. good. Um, there's Scaly. not actually porn. There's just a nice um, relationship development. It's quite good. Um, it was really good. And I discovered towards the end of reading it that it's the first of four so nice. um i know where to go next uh although i don't have the second one yet so i'm just gonna read something else for the meantime who is who is the author if they can so be called becky chambers is the author um highly recommend this book it's really really good david yeah david Horror. Horror. david Horror's girlfriend loves those books they're yeah i really enjoyed it and I could, the whole time I was reading it, I could really see it as a Netflix special or not Netflix special, well, Netflix not series. Hmm. Not uh, a series would be really cool. Not now. No, Netflix. Yeah, well, Netflix not making anything. anything. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Um, there was like, there was like a three year period where Netflix bought everything that was sent to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have friends that are producers that are like, yeah, they just keep buying. It's like they can't stop buying things. They're like, it's like it's four in the morning at all times in Netflix, and they just come wow. home drunk, and they're just filling up their wish list. Uh, and then, and now it's everything's gone. And obviously, wow. that whole time they were like, "Send me scripts," and I was like, "I'll do it tomorrow." And now Netflix is dead. Yeah, well, I have exactly the same thing. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, we we were talking like I can't talk in specifics, but like I have a day job at the minute, and yeah, it's really too. like yeah. it's it's been a long while since I've had to work eight hours a day for another human um, That's a lot, right? that hasn't been on something that hasn't been write a show, direct a show, or say these words near a camera mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or say these words on stage. And it's fucking weird. <laughs> um, it's, it's odd. Yeah. I Especially doing... coming out of the COVID times. 
Well, I, I just, I had to stop doing, I stopped doing shows for two weeks because like partly I needed to like get my head right. But also I was like physically hmm. being at work for eight to some of my shifts are 13 hours. Right. And so between that, my body's just not used to it. I'm a, I'm a lazy person, Paul. I do not do things. <laughs> I'm a fucking improviser, man. Like you think I like to work? That's, Jeez. I don't, but like, I bet you go for walks and stuff. I always, oh man, do I ever mean to go for a walk? Oh, baby, do I ever have intentions? <laughs> and uh, and I just don't. I watched The Godfather today. I did exercise today. I did a lot of exercise. I got I sweated because I'm doing Thursday now. Was that, just from, watching, was that just from watching The Godfather? Yeah, but only, only, really those, only those scenes where Brando's sitting there with that cat. I'm like, ooh, nice. Just start dabbing my forehead. <laughs> that cat wasn't supposed to be in it. Walked up to the window, and he just picked it up in the scene. Really? Yeah, it's just a random cat. He's just wow. an excellent actor, and that cat yeah. felt immediately at home. Strange cat immediately showed its belly, and he's just in there, godfathering it. Just petting. Wow. So that's quite impressive. To people who want to talk shit about Marlon Brando, I would say he just passed the cat test. So come at me, bro. How much do we touch trust cats though? Good enough for Egyptians, good enough for bats. So, that's an too. interesting that is a really interesting rule that's how, <laughs> for the ancient Egyptians that's how I make all my I like triangles uh, I, I like cats well, I'm, 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 your funeral is going to be interesting yes <laughs> I like all kinds of, yeah papyrus don't even fucking get me started on papyrus papyrus uh, is pretty cool to be fair I like right? a bit of papyrus too Wow. Must love the, you must love the Avatar font. <laughs> Dude, that's one of the best SNL sketches, and losing that writer is one of the worst things that happened to that show. Actually, have you that seen show? that Who one? That? It was Julian... Oh, what the fuck was his last name? Torres? Yes. Yeah, Julian <gasps> Torres. I saw his sketch. live show. He was amazing. He's in, oh, in Edinburgh? Yeah. I lived with his him show, in Edinburgh. He was so cool. Oh, because Katie Story was producing that year. Mm. And a uh, friend of the show, Katie Story, that is. Friend of the show. And, um, um, yeah, she was like, because I was in the end, I was in Edinburgh for like six days. I did like four nights, five nights of questing time. Mm. And um, I made a point of going to see that dude. And I was like, this guy's incredible. He's and remarkable. Edinburgh doesn't get it. But his show was just called My Favorite Shapes. Yeah, it's and an it HBO on special stage now. At a desk with a camera on the desk showing the audience like objects he likes. It's, in and it's it incredible. it was riotously funny. It's yeah, it's a it's an HBO special. You can find it. It's so funny. His he had so he wrote the papyrus one, which is just a, a sketch starring Ryan Gosling, where he gradually goes out of his mind because the whoever did the graphic design for Avatar the film just used papyrus font. There was no design. Right. They just went into Microsoft Word and chose papyrus. <laughs> oh my god! But he also has this one. It's for Fisher Price's. Um, uh, uh, what is it like wishing wells for sensitive boys that's such a good sketch i didn't know that was him and it's it's just this it's it's emma stone and there's this little boy and, and he just sits and he just looks into this well and he just thinks his thoughts <laughs> yeah there's like there's like other kids in the neighborhood to have like those like they throw balls truck and, things they can yeah. write on and the, i think the dad i forget who the dad in the sketch is like it is is but he's kind of going hey should we get it's like no let him have his well. Yeah. What, 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 
one of the little boys comes up. He's like, I don't get it. And Emma Stone just gets right in this little like eight year old face and goes, yeah. not everything's for you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, losing Julia, Julia, Julio Torres was not Julian, it's Julio. It was, man, that dude wrote some beautiful original yeah. stuff. Really special. Yeah. Um, Which I feel like SNL hasn't done great at of late like original stuff like i feel like there's a i mean look my my ability to perceive snl is horrifically tilted by the fact that if you oh, you see youtube sketches that people are going this is really good i've shared it mm. um like that's my filter for snl so i get a really skewed view of it um but it feels like there's been a lot less of that recently and i feel like a lot of like hey here's uh, here's a buddy, good buddy elon musk or here's a hilarious take on johnny depp at amber heard's trial um, yeah, a lot, a lot. I mean, and this goes for anyone that makes comedy. A lot of my favorite sketches aren't the ones that get shared. Uh, yeah, yeah. They make great subtle stuff, and nobody gives a fuck. And you go, yeah. but this this stuff's beautiful. Like what Richard's talking about. Uh, that these guys do not destroy. They're like the new Lonely Island on the show, where they're like just a group of guys that make pre-recorded stuff. So silly, so absurd, absolutely wonderful. Sarah Sherman's making great stuff. Her desk pieces are hilarious. Great. Um, Excuse me, but um, uh, well, this is a, this is a real callback. You, are you guys familiar with Jack Handy's stuff? Of course, I have. Because <laughs> you work in comedy. A book of Jack Handy's thoughts on really, my, yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> was that the one you used to read? Yeah, let me grab it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It used to be a Channel Point redemption when we were across all three channels. Uh, that Chris would just read out of Jack Handy's book. Oh um, man. And he had, yes, he had a library background. I don't have a green screen, um, but I'm going to buy one and we will be back, back to the library background for nice. this <laughs> next time. So here, here we go. Uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. I bet the main reason the police keep people away from a plane crash is they don't want anyone walking in and lying down in the crash stuff. Then when somebody comes up, act like they just woke up and go, what was that? <laughs> so silly <laughs> he, wrote, he wrote a line which i've long adored which i'm gonna i'm gonna mangle the setup but the gag is intact um and i think it was people say if you were to push all of the great lakes together then they would form an area larger than the state of texas i say why bother <laughs> <laughs> Is my 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 all time favorite is um. Do you think we cut down trees if they could scream? Maybe if they screamed all the time for no reason. <laughs> Excellent. Um, you know he was Steve Martin's neighbor. No, that's where he got into comedy. It's in um. I, I read Born Standing Up a couple of years ago. Which yeah, is how I got I into Jack Handy. I don't remember and that part. So when Steve Martin moved to, uh, oh, maybe it wasn't LA, it was somewhere in California. Um, he lived in like this little Adobe house, and his okay. next door neighbor was this weird dude called Jack Handy, and they would just sit and drink beers on the porch, and Steve Martin would dick around on the banjo, and Jack Handy would just say weird shit, and Steve Martin was like, "You should write comedy. This is very funny." <laughs> um, yeah, and I think Steve Martin introduced him to somebody. He's a genius. Wow. He's one of the all-time great SNL writers. Yeah. Well, he really started off. Special. There was a. Do you remember back in like the 80s, 90s, there was a 
period of time where everyone had um, like zines, like just like mm -hmm. photocopied little yeah. magazines on specific. Yeah, that, there was that, one called that, Army Man. DIY zine culture was amazing. Yeah, but Army Man was this like Bob Odenkirk, David Cross, uh, Jack Holy Handy, shit. and a bunch of other like incredible comic comic talent, just like oh my from God. around America and Canada were like drawn into contributing to this stupid, stupid magazine. It didn't run long because people in actual comedy got wind, people in comedy TV got wind of it and were like, we're booking you. Mm. Apparently it's where the Simpsons came from. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, a lot I'm of the Simpsons writers room was Thank found you. up through that, through that. Yeah. No. That's yes. I listen to, um, there's a, there's a podcast, Dana Carvey and David Spade, where they just interview people from SNL over the years. Nice. And the number of times Jack Handy's come up where people are like, who are your favorite people to work with? And everybody's like, well, Jack Handy's a genius, obviously. You know, mm. Jack Handy was incredible. It's just so silly, so delicate, so fun. Well, genuinely, my I think my favorite SNL sketch of all time is still on Frozen Caveman Lawyer. So stupid. We have so to, okay, we have to I've watch that. I've actually seen that one. Have you yeah. seen that one? I played it. I I've played seen that one. Oh my god, Ashley. We used, we used to do these like 50-hour-long improv shows, and one of them was set in ancient Greece. And so we're all like picking who we're going to be. And my buddy Mark uh, from Edmonton was over. He was going to be Hades. And I was like, I kind of want to get dick around with Mark for a bit. I'll play, um, oh, what's the fucking boatman called? Ch 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 Charon? Charon? Oh, on the River Styx? I know who you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you mean. Too. And I was like, I'll play, I'll play that. But I didn't give any thought to this at all. And I'd arrived and we had like a bunch of like togas and like Greek costume, like um, armor and things. We Like somebody had borrowed from the, um, from 300. Mm. For the show, and so I was like in armor, and I was like, I've given no thought to the character characterization of this, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I've got these fake glasses, I'm just gonna play him as Phil Hartman, and just uh. did the unfrozen like I'm, a, uh, I'm a, the, my impression is not good, but like my name is Caron, I'm a boatman, not literally half boat, half man, but that's not off the table. But, uh, I don't understand your land-based methods of travel; they confuse and disorientate me. Um, that's great. I just did that bit for like 50, 50 hours less going to Carrie-Anne's wedding and then coming back. <laughs> wow. Um, That's brilliant. Yeah, wow. no, I actually know that one. You were so proud of me for a brief moment there, Chris. <laughs> Gen genuinely taken The chat back. has clocked it. Absolutely it's taken aback. Yeah. Shocked. Uh, not appalled. <laughs> just shocked. Just shocked. Uh, I'm really excited. I think I think SNL is going to be very exciting next year because uh, four of its biggest cast members have just left. Uh, Pete Davidson left, Kate McKinnon left, Edie Bryant left, and uh, that little weedy guy whose name I always forget left. Um, Gollum? Yeah, Gollum. Yeah, curly hair Gollum. Kyle Mooney. Kyle Thank Rooney. you very much. Um, Kyle Mooney? Yeah. Rooney. No, he, he got it the name wrong. It's Kyle Mooney. Oh, yeah. Mooney. Okay. Kyle Mooney. Wait, was Kyle Mooney the guy? Was he in Picnic Face? I don't think so. He played um, Norm McDonald's nephew on the Norm show. Uh, he makes very silly stuff. I think he got picked up for like a sketch show and so decided to make, go and make his own thing. Um, but yeah, so that's for like those people that have been around forever. Pete Davidson has unlikely, like shockingly, been on there for eight years. Kate McKinnon is gone and is fucking huge. And. Um, Edie Bryan as well. She's had that show Shrill that's gone on for two seasons that um, Lolly Adafope's in and it's supposed to be fantastic. Um, but a lot of stuff was written around those those people and so I'm excited to see it sort of like open up and yeah. see 
what they can do. The, the new guy that does the Trump impression and the Biden impression, he's like awesome. He's crazy yeah. talented. Sarah Sherman's really silly and original. I think there's very cool stuff. Yeah, there's a bit of a yeah. vacuum there that will suck in a load of new ideas. Yeah, people are going to step think, up, which will be good. I think a lot of the time, because like SNL is always, it's a sign wave of success. Mm. Um, but I think a lot of the time, what, what heralds a good period in SNL content is the the crutch gets kicked away. Yeah. Like you, you lose some, you lose some great people, and you so the, you can no longer just be like, eh, the sketch isn't great, but like. Sudeikis will make it sing. Yeah. Or like, well, yeah, it's not great writing, but Will Ferrell's gonna do it. It's not yeah. great writing, but Tina Fey's gonna do it. Yeah, um, and like it was that was Kate McKinnon and Edie Bryant. They can just carry yeah. anything. They're so funny. And um Keenan. Keenan Thompson does that as well. Mm. I don't know if you've seen um what the fuck is it? Uh what's up with that? Yes. One of the greatest sketches in SNL history. I've where... only recently discovered it. It's absolutely incredible and all he does is just sing what's up with that over and over and over again well yeah. he refuses the, to ask the, questions of his guests not interviewing Lindsay Buckingham. and jason um, sudeikis dances in a red adidas tracksuit looking like daniel uh what's his last name the australian comic uh what is, so, yeah pardon me da daniel dan, muggleton, dan muggleton yeah dan muggleton yeah. he dresses exactly like dan muggleton it's, I, it's like my daniel. assumption that dan Dresses like Sudeikis, but that's not yeah. the other one. Can I deal with it? <laughs> and um, um, who? Uh, that's uh, my Bill... my good friend, my good friend, Jason Sudeikis. There, who I've met <laughs> once. I've met once. I only realized nice. today that Jason Sudeikis was married to Olivia Wilde, who's now going out with Harry Styles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's a wild train of people to me. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a lot that think that um, she's a beard. That's fairly common. Okay. So I, th I think that the breakup with Jason Sudeikis, from what I understand, was not very amicable. Uh, okay. And so he needed a thing. She needed yeah. a thing. They're very famous. Let's okay. put this out. From what I understand. Yeah. They have I am two kids, in though. no way associated. Oh, Jason Sudeikis, not her and Harry Styles, though. No. Oh, yeah. 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 No, I think Jason Sudeikis <laughs> straight as an arrow. Read. That dude boinks. But, yeah, uh, he's he's dating Keely something. Mm, yes. One of the girls, one of the girls from uh, Ted Lasso, the cast. Oh, yeah. One of the girls from that show. Has anyone listened to Harry Styles' new album? Because I'm oh my god, that was that was the other thing I was going to say after I said I read a really good book. I was going to say, and I listened to Harry Styles' new album. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I've listened to it. So I keep waking up with songs from it in my I... head. Cried at Matilda the first time do. I heard it. <laughs> I cried. I, I've never cried the first time I've heard a song before, and I cried at Matilda. Which one's Matilda? I don't. I don't read. I just put it on and vibe. Like halfway point, sort of sad one. They're all sort of sad, Ashley. They're all sort of sad. <laughs> it's it's, it, it's fair. Uh, you'll know it. When I'll you... know it for sure. I've listened to this album a bunch of times already, but yeah. Um, Matilda, I, I cried. Um, had I just been on the toilet? <laughs> uh, I mean, that has never not been the case this week, but um, yeah, <laughs> I just, I was, I was actually, I was driving when I put it on, I was going to collect fish and chips, um, and uh. 
I was on my way back and I just started crying and I was just like, I better pull myself together before I get in the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's very pretty. That the song, um, uh, music for a sushi restaurant. Excellent. I messaged Jordan. Very Robinson specific. Kramer. I messaged Jordan Robson Kramer about it because he's he's my music friend, and I was like, "Have mm -hmm. you listened to this? Am I crazy or is this song fucking awesome?" It's amazing. And he listened to it. He's like, "Damn, that's that's very good." But it's very. I think so, uh, Paul. I think the reason it's called Music for a Sushi Restaurant is it's very uh, uh, reminiscent of like '70s Japanese pop music, right? Um, okay. So it, like fits in there. But holy fuck, it's good. It's I really good. Honestly, don't know where this came from. I've been listening to a lot of pop music lately, where like I suddenly was like, "Well, let's." I I do this once every couple years, where I sort of dive into pop music and I'll be like, "Okay, well, what is it right now? Like, what are the sounds of it?" Mm -hmm. And so, like, I someone played a Dua Lipa song at a party that I was bartending, and I was like, oh, "The song rules." Yeah. And so I listened to her and I was like, "Okay, Dua Lipa's awesome." But first of all, congratulations, Dua Lipa. Um, uh -huh. and then I put on some old Justin Timberlake and then this Harry Styles thing came out and I was like, fuck me, this is good. And yeah. I remember we were talking about his album before this a while back and I was very, uh, judgmental yes. of his album before this because I wanted him to release his brilliant album. He seemed like the kind of guy that was going to do that. And now he did it and I'm very impressed with him. Oh, <laughs> you, I, I'm very impressed with him. <laughs> I, I am. Do you ever just see someone where you're like, I know that you're great and I want you to do that great thing that you can yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. And he did it. And I'm like, fucking way to go, dude. I listened today while I was lying in bed, buckled over in pain. I listened mm -hmm. to, um, he did a variety interview, not a variety interview. That was something else I listened to. He did uh, an Apple Music interview with, Zane Lowe, is that his yep. name? Yep. Yeah. Um, so I listened to that interview. It's about an hour and a half long, maybe a bit less than that. Um, but yeah, it was a really good interview, all just about the making of this album. And mm -hmm. um, he actually made it nearly straight out the gate of making the last album, which is quite interesting right. because he, so he had this album made before he actually got to tour the last album because of the pandemic. So okay. this, he's been like waiting to put this out for a long time. Um, uh, actually, I'm going to pause you on that thought for a second. Paul, good. how's your Michael yeah. Caine impression? Not good. Okay. And well, then I don't have one. You're going to have to do it anyway because John's not here. And Gareth Wa, nice. friend of the show, Gareth Wa, put in uh, for the uh, Michael Caine impression. Do we the... have that as a redemption? We still have that as a redemption. Uh, <laughs> I did not know we had that. Normally, John has to talk like uh, uh, Michael Caine for about 30 seconds. Um, uh -huh. So, Paul, you're our, yeah. you're our resident impression. I got I got it. That's not. The case that's at but um, you, you just did it once. Uh, it's a bite by eliminate by process of elimination because like, oh, I can do a shitty Phil Hartman. That's um, it. That was your that was your big mistake. <laughs> doing okay. your Phil Hartman earlier in the show. Yeah, you know, oh, hang on, let me just try and get a quick YouTube of Michael Caine to put his voice <laughs> in my head. Uh, oh no, this is a Photoshop tutorial. Um, <laughs> fuck. Um, oh, I. I, I there's a couple of things real quick like one i want to i'm going to dump a link in the chat to an aggressively bad piece of music okay <laughs> that i kind of want um i you know i don't know if this is funny um or not it's just a bad piece of music 
um, that Great. I stumbled into recently. Um, well, I already hate that. I've it yep. played for two seconds, and I hate. I yeah. hate that. Oh, you've heard. Oh, nothing. that's terrible. Yeah. Well, terrible. We're gonna we're, we're gonna not playing it because we'll get cancelled. But here's what I think. I think it might be just short enough that it won't get picked up on anything. Okay. Watch the, wait, watch the, the show the gets pulled down. It's on you. That is absolutely correct. <clears throat> um, we're about to find out what the rules are, Paul. But I think okay. I think it's short enough that we're not going to get flagged okay. on anything, unless one of these eleven seconds and under is fine. There you according go. According to David Hoare. There okay. you go. We're good. But this is it. Just to be clear, that's like a two-minute piece of music. Yes, yes, but, but we're only listen listening to less than eleven seconds, <laughs> okay. and to be honest, it's enough to hate it. And also, yeah. oh, it doesn't even kick off for the first like thirty seconds. But look at this fucking idiot! Look at his face. I don't, how did you even? Like, find I should point out, this is not a like he didn't make this with the intention of it being good. He made okay. this with the intention of it being aggressively bad sample music. Okay, good. Okay, fair like, enough. Oh. This guy's a this guy's a piss take artist. Okay, good. David loves him. If Dave and yeah. Paul love them, all right, fair enough. We'll yeah. give them a shot. Uh, here we go. Oh. I've never seen that pose before. Oh, that, I hate that. That must be 11 seconds by now. But it's not 11 seconds of any one song. <clears throat> yeah, it's eleven seconds. Oh, it's small chunks of other songs. Right, yeah. um, I understand. But yeah, it's it's um, there is a whole verse where the phrase there's a lyric in that song which is something about uh, somebody getting bum rushed, and there's a whole verse which is just like him going, Will Smith having been recut to be like, "Have you seen my bum?" <laughs> I'm like just over and over again in different ways by cutting <laughs> up the lyrics of the Wild Wild West. Wow. Um, and a whole album yeah, of so he has funny. a whole album of all-star remixes with other songs called Mouth Sounds. Yes. Ooh, ooh that's disgusting. Ooh, I hate yeah. that. I'm gonna send it to <clears throat> Dylan Gott immediately. <laughs> <clears throat> I was introduced to that book from a guy, uh, a, a, a published author called Nate Crowley, who is an absolute fucking legendary dude. Let me let me sell you on Nate Crowley. I don't um, think you're getting out of this Michael Caine impression. No, no, I'm aware. Um, <laughs> let me I'm, I'm, well, let me try and sell you on Nate Crowley as Michael Caine. But he's nasal, right? I come trying to think, is Michael Caine sort of up in this neck of the woods? I think. I'm not sure if this is the problem. This is the Michael Caine impression people do when they think they're doing Michael Caine, but it's just generic copy. Um, it's very Michael Russell Caine, Brand, Woods. actually. No, I don't like it. This is the thing. I'm really good at impressions, but not the one I'm trying to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I tried to do George W. Bush and it was a passable Owen Wilson. Um, <clears throat> but um, um, where was I going to go with this? Oh, yeah. So Nate Crowley, um, one, is an author. His first book was called The Sea Hates a Coward. And he got that book deal because he harassed about on Twitter for a whole year. <laughs> um, his friend was complaining on Twitter that nobody had wished him happy birthday. So Nate wished him happy birthday multiple times a day for an entire calendar year nice. in an escalating series of tweets that created the story of a dystopian future world where there is only birthdays. Um, <laughs> That's quite and, funny. 
uh, clowns are uh, people are press ganged into the clown mines um, to work for the emperor Daniel uh, mm-hmm. to to obtain diamonds for his birthdays and to give him jaguar blood, which he drinks to remain young. So it became this like sprawling Dune esque fantasy land. <laughs> and then uh, at the end of this, one calendar year later, um, this is how I met my flatmate. Um, Nate arranged a enormous birthday party at the Star of Kings with nice. but like set in world. So like people turning up as like the clown secret police to celebrate Daniel's birthday. That's amazing. And um yeah, but he's he writes like game workshop books now and a whole bunch of other stuff. But like he Did came to do questing. Gay time. workshop books? Games workshop. Games workshop. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I was <laughs> I was just curious what a gay workshop was, that's all. Um it's yeah, it's the same. It's, um, yeah, but, I want to say they're very close. <laughs> yeah, but um, he um, he when he came to he did he played Questing Time and we were doing like a Halloween one, so everyone was playing the bad guys being monsters, mm-hmm. and he's a big crab guy. And he loves crabs. He loves crustaceans. He loves sea creatures. He has, I think, between ten and forty pets: crabs, lobsters, and other crustacea. <clears throat> and um, In- does he have in like his, a big tank? He has many big tanks. Oh my god, he's like Weebay. Yeah. And um he in two ways. And he um He also shoots people for Avon Parksdale? He does. Dope. Um <laughs> but no, he went he he hid in the back of the Phoenix. Um and he was he grabbed Jess and was like, Can you give me a hand with the thing? And I was like, I can help too. He was like, No, no, it's a secret. And then um he was playing, he'd asked if he could be a were crab. Instead of a werewolf, and I was like, mm. yeah, yeah, sure. And he I made saw pictures from this. He made like a sort of seven, a, a cardboard box seventies Godzilla suit of a giant crab monster <laughs> with like add-on bits for when he evolved. And then, so for That's the second amazing. act, amazing. When he came back to the interval, we come back to the interval. He said, "Yeah, we come back to the interval. Can we play? Can you play the riff from Iron Man by Sabbath?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> um, because our shows work." <laughs> Um, but we can sing it, <clears throat> and we did. And he just kind of he like stomped his way through the auditorium. So wait, did you all just go? That's great. Great. Because it was a live show, and that wasn't recorded. We could do it for longer than eleven seconds. Wow. Yeah, he's um he's a he's a he's a he's a good guy. We once got hammered at a pub and wrote the bones of a video game. Which was going to be a text-based, a text-based sequel to Overwatch, um, the <laughs> multiplayer shooter. Amazing! <laughs> a text-based sequel. <clears throat> yep, that's a brilliant yeah. idea. That's it so funny. It was a terrible idea, but it was very funny. That's so I have, um, funny. <clears throat> I wonder if I still got a list of characters somewhere. Did we put that in the Google Doc? How oh many? Oh my god! People would have to many... try to play it. <laughs> How many games do you think you have designed at least the bones of, Paul? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Like five? I don't know. I don't know. A bunch. Because um, there's like there's like games. There's games you've designed where it's like, I've written this system. Like I wrote a game early in the pandemic when I thought, this will be easy. I'll write loads of content. But then I just was very sad for a long time. Right? <clears throat> that's that's um, every every creative story of the pandemic. Yeah. I yeah. thought I was going to use the time and write loads of content, and then I just got sad. Yeah. Yes. I actually sent that email to people that I booked on things that I was making. 
they were like, hey, we saw him for this Saturday. And I was like, nope, very sad now. All things are canceled. Goodbye. Yeah. We, myself and another comic, um, commissioned a handful of other comedians to write a book of short. We, we were going to release a book of uh, comedian written short stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had names on board like mm, yeah. we had a decent crew of people on this and it we were just, we uh, collectively nobody ever chased it up we just didn't do it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it was oh, just no we're all sad <laughs> yeah I, there was so many like hey guys we could do this thing and we're all like i love this idea if we actually do it we'll all die yeah, yeah. um <laughs> like not physically but like something we, we can't we, we can't do it mm-hmm. right now. Uh, weirdly, the to... thing I've been doing is going through, in light of Netflix not existing anymore mm. as mm. a commercial entity, uh, I've been going, hey, I'm going to write up all those treatments now. For yeah. <laughs> because there's now nowhere to put them. I can do it. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> completely. Just wait for uh, for Paramount Plus to really come into its own. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or World of Wonder. <clears throat> Whatever Rue's um... new channel is. Oh, here's a here's a here's a fun uh, twist in my uh, Paul. You probably don't know this, but um, I've been trying to make uh, one particular comedy album since 2019. Um, I've run into so many obstacles, a great deal of obstacles. Finally, got it recorded. What is what is the comedy album? Please it tell me a, it's just a just a stand up album, word, beat for beat re- remake of a Bill Hicks set. That's and one it. of the it's, problems is it's not your material. It's that, but it's in old English uh, and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, so I, so it's, uh, I did, I recorded two shows in March, it was March 19th, went great, album's almost ready, right on the final thing, we got all the tracks cut, had a talk with a uh, guy from I'm my... really sorry, I have to take myself off screen for a few Godspeed, minutes. speed, Ashley. Okay, mute that mic. <laughs> Get ready for a Patreon episode, the likes of which you've never heard. Let's see what kind of team player Ashley is now. Um... So, uh, uh, so it took me about three years to get this going. Um, I ran into a bunch of different uh, uh, tragedies on the way. There were uh, mm. there was a death. Uh, there was a, a, a an arrest. Uh, there was a plague, um, and then there were other things. Yeah. And this <clears throat> time, the whole online streaming. Uh, is uh, uh, of comedy albums is basically being shut down on all sides because a record label has rightly asked uh, <clears throat> that we get writing uh, residuals as musicians do. So yeah. not just performance, but also writing. Uh, so you know how like um, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston gets baked, she sang it. Dolly Parton gets yeah. baked, she wrote it. Uh, with yeah. comedy and stand-up albums, no one gets the writing part. And so someone went to Spotify being like, hey, you should probably pay the writing part for this. And they went, hey, how about we just take all of the comedy albums off of Spotify and you go fuck yourself. Yep. Uh, and so just as I'm getting ready to release my first album, uh, I talked to the guy on the record label and he's like, so we're in court right now. Could be about a year. <laughs> Delighted. Can't remember what what made me think of that. Just uh, I think it's just right at the front of my mind because I'm annoyed. Yeah, I know it's a legit thing to be annoyed about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> shit. Oh man, I'm really sorry. I don't yeah. like like my 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 pandemic equivalent was like I don't want to. I oh man, I don't think I should talk about specifics, but I had three shows in development. 
mm. <clears throat> when the plague started and none of the producers work in the industry anymore. Oh, do, 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 yeah. do, yeah, do. All yeah. the contacts have better jobs. Oh, um, fuck. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's wild, one. right? How it can just change it's like that. Fucking... I got, I, I got, a, a, I got a, a production company approached me about doing Versus the Audience as a TV show. And Which you should. It's well, a I told, great concept. I even told the guy in the meeting, I was like, what makes this show great is exactly what makes it unairable on television. And yeah. unless you have a fix for that, I don't know what to do. Uh, and, and he went, listen, I make reality shows about weddings all fucking day. I would much rather pitch a show that's hard that I love then just keep making this fucking dog shit. And I was like, yeah. dope. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Let's make something. Um, and then <clears throat> he got moved on to another production company yeah. almost immediately. Um, for some reason, my agent didn't find out about it and just kept telling me he was busy for about a year until I saw a friend of his at a party. And he's like, you're the guy that my buddy was going to make that show with. And I was like, yeah, what the fuck happened to him? And he's like, oh, dude, he's making like documentaries now. He's long gone. It's like, this is. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking, here's, here's my 10 cents on how I think you should make that show. Mm. Uh, did you ever watch the Chris Gethard show? Which what The one with Collins? No. He had a few. The one on New York Public TV? Yes. The one with where like, the... the audience just sat down cross-legged in front of him. There's a live band. Or there's a live band camera a, right. a, be a beautiful show. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find a clip yeah. of that right now because that um, was such. A oh, please! If you're gonna find a clip, if you're gonna find a clip, I'm gonna sell the audience on watching it. Not right now because you're watching this show. But um, if you haven't watched the Chris Gethard show episode One Man's Trash, then it's important you watch that episode with no other knowledge of it save it's Chris Gethard trying to host a show despite his guests being Paul Shear and Jason Mansukas, and the entire show is guess what's in this dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> that's it like it, the way it was shot was like it was shot live streaming it was like mm -hmm. a three hour shoot and then wow. it was cut down to an hour and then televised very quickly afterwards incredible <clears throat> uh, I'm just I'm just gonna grab one randomly yep. and we're gonna skip to the middle of it just so I can show you guys sort of what, what it looks like cool. but this was New oh, York Public David, Access David is like dude that show is amazing yeah Seth Seth Mayers was like of one man's trash, that specific show is the best hour of television produced in North America this year. Jesus Christ. And I'm inclined to agree. It's so buddy, Richard, I would love I would love for it to have a tough crowd vibe. Tough crowd <clears throat> is so fun and so silly. And watching Greg Giraldo yell at David Leary, just spectacular. <clears throat> so Chris Gathered show. Yeah. Chris Gathered show, how can we help you tonight? Yo, hello. Yeah, who's this? Hey, this is Jack. Um, I'm calling. I have, um, I guess, well, my, my stream's cutting out, so I don't know if you're still there. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Jack, perfectly. What's on your mind? Oh, cool. Um, what's, the, what's the show owner's name again? Drew. Yeah, oh. Drew Johnston. When he got shocked, you stream went to an ad, man. Wow, dude, that blows really bad. I'm sorry that happened. The best thing I can say is you might as well start saying who you want shocked now while you can see it. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I feel like this is a moral quandary because it's not like I want him to get shocked again, but it did go to an act. Drew, you're going to have so to come I back off here, man. This is like the act I already love it. So, Anthony, you and I both did it. Yep. So, Drew, let's right. face it's camera. Like face camera. Right there. <laughs> there, now you got it. <laughs> 
Now you got to figure it out. So, Paul, what part of the show is it that you see my show in? There is, well, two. The two elements are this. One, I think you should tape live to, live to the internet. Great. Um, like, absolutely unedited. Um, there's more than two points, I realize. I'm going to get to them. But then cut it down because what you, like, th there are positions in your show. There are moments in your show where you are, you are forced to take a... <gasps> She's back. We weren't expecting a return. <clears throat> it was it was quick. <laughs> um, you know, it did it, it evacuated very quickly. Um, but the it theater. happened. Yeah, it did. But good news is that means, you know, it's like, you know how it's like always worse until you actually throw up and then you actually just feel way better. Um, yes, I'm like, absolutely. Good Cleansed. Now. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, the pain is subsided briefly. So... I'll probably feel better until that starts to build up again. How how would you pronounce this? Because I don't think it's pronounceable as a word. <laughs> uh, I don't think it is pronounceable. Um, Ashksit, Ashksit. Ash, uh, I'm. I I don't know, but I would it's, just say David. It's a good written joke that is unpronounceable. It's an um, unpronounceable joke. It only works in text. <laughs> so, uh, so you came yeah. in. We were just watching the Chris Gethard show. Uh, yeah, Paul was telling me how I can turn uh, Chris Betts versus the audience into a television show. Yeah, I oh, here's what, what I think we can do is we can learn from the Chris Gethard show, yeah. <clears throat> by uh -huh. which I mean steal, steal whole, steal wholesale ideas from that. Mm. To um, I only to just heard Chris the bit where somebody called in and complained that an ad came up because at the time that somebody was supposed to be in pain on the screen. So that's all we saw too. Cause I just skipped to a random episode at a random moment. And, yeah. then, and then we immediately watched the showrunner get tased. So that sounds yeah. like a pretty good show to me. That's funny. Um, so because they shot, they shot live to air, um, mm. uh, but on the internet and then did an edited version for TV. So I think if you were able to do that, because a lot of the, what's the word I would look for debates, topics mm -hmm. that come up, Yep. Some of them would not be palatable for the television audience. <clears throat> Very much so. But the so. internet audience, the internet audience, if it's a full live show, you have enough time to onboard them and contextualize them. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and then for the TV broadcast, you have enough time to edit the potentially risky, sh like the riskier shit out. Or mm -hmm. edit it in such a way that it's much more palatable for a TV audience, or at least put fucking trigger warnings in. Yeah. Um, okay. Right, so you can you can either sanitize or um, or lean into the skid mm. uh, as much as you like. Um, but I think like that. I think there's your there's your your angle because you keep the anarchic energy of it by doing it live to air. Mm. You build a separate audience up that way, and then you take you just harvest the best bits and put, hammer those into a TV mold. Yeah, is my take. That's not a bad idea. I was actually sort of planning on doing that, but in an album way, but without the sanitizer. So I was just, um, I was going to release, like, go on, like, a little tour or do a run of them. Yeah. yeah. Sanitize is the wrong word, but keep pull out. But I know, I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah. uh, I pull out the, please don't lean into the skid right now. <laughs> <clears throat> Are we bringing back old bits? Because that's the governor general. Good job. Um, uh, oh, dear. Yeah, and I was I was going to release the audio of it uh, as like uh, Chris Betts versus the audience, best of season one, uh, yeah. best of season two. <clears throat> can release those, but uh, I can like I that. can I suggest a terrible? I said a terrible idea for like a 
uh, Patreon dollars. Yes. If you have if you have audio of like a lot of your gigs, then Patreon listeners can get download two audio files. One is uh, Chris Betts does setups, and the other one is Chris Betts does punchlines, but they are not in sequence. <laughs> <laughs> you just have to figure it out. Yes, you have to listen to both, and then you have to re-edit. You have to edit together two audio recordings. That's so hard as well, because like it's not like my jokes are set up punchline; they're like a few yeah. minutes long. Exactly. <laughs> so I have to pull all the tags out. <laughs> I still remember. I, I'm certain you'll recall this because <clears throat> I assume it was traumatic for you. But I think the first time I saw you do stand up was in Leicester. And I almost choked on the front row. <laughs> it was the first time I'd seen you do like a full hour. Oh, yeah, um, in the basement of that hotel. Yeah. Like we'd, we'd hung out before. I'd seen you do like bits at um, other gigs. <clears throat> and I cannot remember what, what it was that kicked me over the edge into that. But like I just inhaled some drink and was like, oh, I'm. But I also, it was made worse because it was like, I don't want to fuck this gig up by mm. coughing real loud. I'll just. <laughs> I mean, I'm drowning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, politeness took over, and I was like, "Oh, I don't have a plan other than to (laughs) not interfere with Chris's set." Like, no, I do have to. I have to exhale water. I have to exhale diet coke now. That's good. I'm glad you lived. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was you. Tom Tuck came to that as well. That was very nice. I was very touched. Yeah, he he did, and gave me like the shittiest advice on how to get home. (laughs) That sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that coming from a man who slept on a couch for 10 years, supposedly. Continues so. to sleep on a couch. Continues to sleep uh, on a couch, yeah. David Hoare saying, call that album Chris Betts versus Structure. I love that. I love that. That's yeah, a fun idea. <laughs> um, yeah. You had to accept the self-waterboarding. <laughs> I uh, Paul... I- are you going yes, to the fringe this year? No. Okay. <laughs> I was. I was. All. I was all in. <clears throat> um. I'd, I'd applied for two gigs. Mm. I was going to do another. I was going to do my third hour stand up and um, a full run of questing time stuff. But um, because the venues I'd applied for were honouring the requests of people who'd applied previous fringes that had been cancelled, and they were doing that first, I'm like, that's super reasonable. Yeah. Um, but it was getting real late in the day. And it was like on the day of the early bird deadline, the pleasants got back to me and were like, hey, we can offer you um that would be a really nice venue. It was like the not the Jack Dome, the Ten? One mm-hmm. of the domes. Okay. Like eighty five, eighty eight seater. And I'd done the show there before, it's a good fit. And they were like that, like late in the evening, like probably last one in the stack, which is great for me because mm. it's an improvised show and sometimes it runs a little long. Yeah. Um and I don't like, I don't like running long for like one because the staff and two because it inconveniences everybody else after you in the stack. Yeah, and it's a knock um, on for every yeah. show from that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and like I've run venues there, and I know how shitty that is for everybody. Yeah. So I try to avoid doing that. But um, and I was like, cool. I'm not going to make the early bird deadline because I'm right now at a Magic the Gathering publicity event, writing an article for a friend of mine who can't yes. get to London for this. Yes. And I I met Ross Kemp. Um, uh-huh. who was there filming a Magic the Gathering video thing, which was like two brands I didn't see amalgamating. But, um, <laughs> I, I just realized I don't know who Ross Kemp is because I was thinking of Rob Kemp. Uh, no, of, Ross Kemp. No. He's from EastEnders? He's the bald man yeah. from EastEnders. He's one of the two oh, bald Magic the Gathering and Ross Kemp is a bizarre yeah. mix. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. 
he was there like he was clearly like here for here for here to do a bit and okay. here to do, it, it was actually because the new the new set of magic the gathering is like crime families in a fantasy city and so uh -huh. he was there filming a bit called gangs of new capenna so he's okay. like do, infiltrating the crime gangs of this fantasy thing it's a really okay. good pr bit okay. and he was he was like he was fucking gung-ho into it but he, he was like um do i know you was like i don't think so I really don't think you know me. <laughs> yeah. like, I'd be amazed if you do. And he was like, You're an actor. I was like, Yeah. Oh, that's like we don't need to explore this any further. But that's just that was nice. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. was like, how's, how, how's it been the last couple of years? And I was like, Fucking horrible. How have you found it? I was like, Yeah, no acting work. But I make my money doing documentaries about crime and basically human misery. So I've been all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but we just we just had a chat. We just had a nice chat about uh, like acting work and stuff and. That he was pulled That's away so to go cool. and film some nonsense, but what a, a genuinely really nice bloke. Oh, but, um, yeah. but so anyway, so I was kind of going, well, I'm here, I can't do any of the paperwork, I'm missing the early bird deadline. And then I just came, I came back and did maths, um, and just worked yeah. out like if I sell out, mm. how much money do I lose? And the answer was some, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, mm. I, like, I've got a day job at the minute, which I, I mean, I, the contract is. It's a three-month contract with the option to maybe extend it. And the plan is, the plan at the time was probably to do that. The plan probably still is in some form. And well, I don't know. It's just, it's, I, I don't have time to get an hour ready. And yeah, also, yeah, of um, nothing's happened to me. Yeah. yeah. And all of my... <laughs> have, you, I don't think, have you ever seen me do an hour? Or any I've never seen you perform. I've, done... I've seen you do stand-up. Anyway, I've I, never met yeah. you in person. Well, how, how was it? <laughs> oh, no, I know you haven't. We haven't met in person, but it feels like we have. It feels um, like we have. Like. Oh, but, that's yeah. crazy. You guys would have so much fun. That'd be such a <clears throat> that'd be such a fun Edinburgh. Yeah. I, I feel like you would both like be very silly. That's and also literally why I asked. Like I was like, really "Do I get time. to meet you?" <laughs> well, I'm, 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 depending on how things go, I might because uh, my my partner might be up there working with um, Katie's story. So if okay. she's up there, I might come up and visit for a couple of days. But I also, uh, I fucking uh, hate being at the fringe if I'm not if I haven't got a show. <laughs> so yeah. really, oh, oh genuinely, I, so I've been up there. Forward to being there without the pressure of performing. <laughs> yeah, no, it was I, I. I get why, but like I've been at the fringe a lot, and I've always had shit to do. Like I've either been running there, sure. producing shows, or just being in shows. And it's it's weird. It feels really weird for me. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, I, I did it one. Remember when? Remember Beck Hill got married at the um, Gilded. Mm -hmm. Yep. I went up. I went up for the wedding, um, and I was there for like three, four days. I was staying at a buddy's house, as like a little bit out of town, and I was like wandering through Edinburgh, like watching everyone, watching all my friends do the Edinburgh thing. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and I wasn't in that weird bubble i was like just kind of there and i was like this feels really weird and i don't yeah. like it and the okay. wedding was really cool and um who did i take to that i got to hang out oh yeah i, I we'd never met prior to this but like my guest my plus one for the wedding was erin mcgaffey do not um, know that oh, amazing uh, yeah because we'd done a bunch of podcasts together like down the line and uh -huh. had become pals yeah and she was like oh i'm in edinburgh are you coming up i was like yeah hey you want to go to a wedding <laughs> that's so fun erin is just i we don't know each other i just know i've seen her a lot 
And the first time I ever saw her, she was doing a one woman murder mystery play. And yeah. it was just fucking cool. She's wow. just really, really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a cool date to have for a wedding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, not, not a date. That was one of the nice. No, things no, but like, like you've just platonic date person. I've just come out of you. a very long term relationship. Let's be friends at a wedding. Sure. Yes. Um, um, that was cool. Sure, a lot of dicks that day. Cool. A lot of dicks. Um, yeah, got well, back, got married. Like to who's? Gap, I want names. <laughs> I don't know. All of the men bridesmaids. Um, oh right. Okay. And kilts. <laughs> Had kilts, and but also because Beck got married at a theatre in, in a performance space, were on stage and sat down, and so I was sat next to Phil Nickel, and I was like, with, and Phil Nickel was on my right, and Betty so amped, from... so amped about these dicks right now, so yeah. amped to hear about uh, the bulge. I was, I don't know Benny's surname, Benny from the Axis of Awesome. I can't remember his surname, but we were all like sat down next to each other, and we don't like I knew Phil, and I've met Betty a few times, and we were like, hey, how you doing? How you doing? For just a lot of penises, right? Like, yes, <laughs> like a surprising number of penises, because <laughs> all of the grooms, all of the groomsmen, just yeah. just sat down, legs apart, and everybody nice. on our side of the auditorium just got like a like a Care Bear stare of dicks. Um, wow, <laughs> wow! Because I I watched the live stream of it because I was in Canada. I missed yeah. that. Frame. Camera was too high because ah, the camera you. was up in the tech booth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Um, that's so. And yeah. was there a moment where, like, they realized, or did you just have to? Sit oh, they knew. And they were Scot. They're Scotsmen. They they, they didn't give care. no fucks. Yeah. They were Scotsmen on a stage in front of a predominantly English group of people. Yeah, yeah. Get your dicks out for the lads, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> Speaking of penises, um, today I saw the penis of another friend of mine on television. Um. Your friend was uh, on Naked Attraction? No, my friend is Kevin from The Kids in the Hall, and they've got a new series, and his dick is in episode one. No, I still haven't <laughs> watched that. I have to watch it because their ratings are this weekend. If, yeah, if you... I, also, I also saw that tweet today. Was it Scott's? Watch, if you're thinking about watching The Kids in the Hall, watch it this weekend. Watch it, watch it, it this today, weekend. tomorrow, or tomorrow because it's a long weekend. I don't know if it's a long weekend there. It's a long weekend here. Um, okay. Just on your going? browser right now, the kids in the hall on Amazon. Start mm -hmm. it playing, mute it, put it in a different window, come back to us. Yeah, just Amazon Prime. It's kids in the hall. They're like classic comedy punks, uh, but they're like old now. So I'm so curious because people are like, people are saying it's amazing, which I'm so relieved about because I really yeah. thought it was going to be bad. Mm. I was I worried really, about it. I really came in cynically. Yeah, and well, they're like you can't do anything else, right? Same, it, like. Uh, I had a conversation with a guy once who was like, um, and I think this is true, the comedy you stayed up late to watch when you were a teenager is the thing that defines your comedic sensibility most uh, yeah, heavily for the rest absolutely. of your life. And the guy I was talking to was like, I used to stay up and watch Monty Python, although he said Python because American. And um, Yeah, we say things like, right, don't worry about it. That's... Um, He's like that. That's been the biggest driving force in how he thinks comedically. And I was like, oh fuck, mine was the kids in the hall. Yeah. Um, I don't know what mine was. And that's why you keep quitting comedy. Probably. Yeah, that's it. You didn't have. What a... was you? What would you? What would? What would be? What do you reckon the thing you maybe quoted most when you were a teen? Also, I said so... when you were a teen, that was like a week. <laughs> three, three weeks ago, you're twelve. Excuse you're me. Very young. I'm not that young. Um, I 
I got well the thing is I got very into stand up. I didn't really watch kind of TV shows that were funny that much. Um Well, who would you say was your The first your stand up I got really really like addicted to watching the DVD over and over and over again was Lee Evans and yeah. I am not a Lee Evans in, inspired person like no. The everybody that I've ever said Lee Evans was the first stand-up I got into is like really I don't see that for you. Yeah, <laughs> um, I watched it during the day. It was it was on demand. That's that was we're talking about staying up late. Go, yeah, yeah. I have to fair. see this. I watched David Letterman might, count oh, every might... single day that Oprah refused to be on his show. He wow. would be like, <laughs> "We're in day three hundred and twenty-two of Oprah not coming on my show. I don't know why uh -huh. she won't come." <laughs> this is an interesting thing because I think Chris has just hit the nail right in its stupid face. Um, this might be an irrelevant question if, when you were a kid, there was on-demand content. Well, I was an I was a kid in rural Ireland, and so there really wasn't. Um, right. But They're... but if you, but if you watch yours on DVDs, it's not it's not too far off. It's like a physical manifestation of on demand, right? Yeah, Whereas but it's also it. it's also it's just like there wasn't really um, as much access to kind of late night shows yeah. in the same way. Um, we we just didn't really have that culture of it, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess. Like the in terms of comedy writing and stuff like that, I recently I and I've spoken about it on the show, but I recently rewatched Sabrina the Teenage Witch right. and was completely blown away with how much of it I remembered. The original um, with Melissa Joan Hart. The the original yeah. with Melissa Joan Hart. I rewatched the full thing, and that oh. I really really watched that a lot. It would seem because I couldn't believe how much of it I remembered. Mm. Um. And I, I was also quite surprised by how much of it was straight up comedy writing. Uh, mm. it, it, you don't remember it in that kind of filter, but it really was quite funny. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, and so that was really, really good. And and but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's funny going back and watching those old sitcoms and being like, this this rules. Like yeah. this is funny. Like I've been watching Golden Girls. That shit is funny. Like jokes, oh, jokes, well, Mitch, jokes. Mitch Hurwitz was on that. Hilarious. Mitch Hurwitz, mm -hmm. Arrested Development. Mitch Hurwitz. Yeah. No shit. He cut his teeth on the Golden Girls. That was his first proper like regular writing gig. Dude, that show's so fucking funny. And like yeah. going just almost every one that I've gone back and watched, I've been like, oh, this is great. And then I watched things like like I hated How I Met Your Mother, um, but you know what I hated more? How I Met Your Father. Did you recently watch that? <laughs> I tried because it was on. And I was like, well, let's see what they did. Like, I I, yeah. I listened to interviews with a couple people that were involved in the making of it, and they weren't totally sold on it. So that might have, like, yeah. tainted my view of it. But I, I watched first 10 minutes, and I was like, oh, this is like, this is a sitcom that's like a, a joke of what a bad sitcom is. Like, this is how, this is the kind right. of writing that my friends use to make fun of bad writing. Yeah. That's so disappointing <laughs> for Hillary bad. Duff. Yeah, but, but here's, here's the issue. Success. Yeah, here's my issue with that is uh, I've done that in shows where I've been like, oh, I'm going to do a bit from a bad sitcom. I'm going to imagine. And I do like the worst sitcom bit I can imagine. And someone's like, oh, are you a fan of Big Bang Theory? And I'm like, <laughs> why? Ooh. I accurately quoted it. 
yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. oh no, I was attempting to satirize a thing, and it turns out what I think is dog shit is the most commercially successful enterprise of all time. Why yeah. am I unemployable? Absolutely. Um, One hundred percent. I wanted to circle back to a thing because we're talking about the kids. We're talking about a few different bits and bobs, and um, I recently saw—is it Caroline Rhea? Oh. Caroline Rhea, yeah. Ah, oh, she tweeted me, and it was the best day ever. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys watched Last One Laughing Canada? Oh, is that the show no. where they're on a room? It's Jay Baruchel, May Martin, Tom Green. So Jay Baruchel is hosting. That's but right. It's, yeah. um, it's Tom Green. It's Dave Fucking Foley. Yeah. It's Colin Mockery. Yeah. It's uh, May Martin, Caroline Rea, uh, Jean Lajoie. Oh, yeah. Um, a mountain man of comedy. I forget his actual name. Oh, Andrew uh, Fung. Is that K. Trevor Wilson? Yes. Who is great. Buddy, that uh, dude Deborah's is an something. Deborah something who's like an improv. Deborah's like Jigani. an improv comic. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's a gay guy. I can't remember his name. He's got really cool hair and he's really funny. And I've lost his name because the only bit I can think right now is um, they have a live band mm. and the live band plays some. There's got a little stage set up there and Tom Green does a bombing comic routine bit. And the so the rules are it's like ten comics locked in a room for six hours. Uh, the okay. last one of them who laughs wins a hundred thousand dollars for their charity, and um, you're not allowed to smile. In the chat. You're not allowed to laugh. I, why are we guessing? You're on the fucking internet. Look it up. No, it's um, about Jimmy the janitor. Excellent guess. Glenn Foster, superb um, guess. These are all inside stream jokes. Don't worry, these guys are okay. terrible. <laughs> I just want someone to guess Russell Peters, but. No. That is not the case. So there. What was his thing? Looks like somebody's gonna get. Um, uh, somebody gonna get a hurt real Brand, bad. It's, yeah, Brandon Ash. Brandon Ash Mohammed. So here's here's what's terrible about the Canadian scene is as soon as you said gay, I was like, oh, he started after I left. <laughs> like, oh no. Yeah. Well, so here's here's my bit. One, there's an original Japanese version. There is a very good Australian version with like fucking Sam Simmons and uh, a bunch of other folks in there. Oh wow, that sounds real good. But like, um, but the Canadian, my, my favorite bit in this, in this, the Canadian one is Tom Green's done a bombing comic routine. Keep keeping him out of the comedy industry, Dave. That's all. Just... <laughs> uh, and um, where was I going? Um. Sorry, they're not allowed to laugh or smile. Show. Yes. No, I just lost my train of thought there for a second. Because uh, they're not allowed to laugh or smile. It's like every time you've performed in front of other comedians, mm -hmm. um, where like where the bit does well with the audience and the comedians are at the back going, that's funny. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah. But, but like what's actually happening is it's comedians hitting other comedians with comedy. So it's like when the bit doesn't play with the audience, but the comedians crack up at the back because they yeah. get the joke behind the joke. Like, because uh -huh. um, you can rarely get both. Well, like, I find yeah. you rarely get both laughs. That, but, um, that makes it sound like it's a, it's a terrible TV show. Like, it's just no, comedians it's incredible. comedians It's comedians going as far as they can to get the laugh. But there's this <laughs> wonderful bit. I'm, I, don't, I don't think I'm spoiling anything because it's like episode one. No one's knocked out at this point. Oh. Uh, where Tom Green's done this bombing comic routine and leaves the stage. The band plays him off stage. And as the music ends, Andrew Fung just bursts out of the dressing room with a saxophone. I was like, just screams, let's do this! And proceeds to play the saxophone aggressively, enthusiastically, with no training. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like, and it's just he's committing to the bit. His character is an incredible saxophonist, and he's never picked one up before. And he just goes too far with the bit. And also is like wild, like he's here with the saxophone yeah. mouth in front of Colin Mockery, who's Colin Mockery's looking. <laughs> um, well, that sounds like it would be worth watching. I'm not sure if I can in... I think it's, so. on, it's, on it's all on Prime. I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I'm yeah, at okay. Australia's but, there. But here is my question for y'all, uh, which is, this. I don't think this is ever going to happen because we never have nice things. Last one laughing. Ten comedians, a broad spectrum of the comedy industry. Uh -huh. uh, with the rule, no cuts. Yeah. Cast sure. the British one. You've got ten picks. And they have to be relatively big because it's still a TV show. It's still a TV yeah. show. But people have you can it. have a couple of people who are like... You can get people who are like big on the live circuit who haven't done TV. Yeah. But you've got uh, to pay for that with some big fucking TV names. Uh, Nick Helm. Yeah, great choice. Um, By the way, the no cunts allowed is what I for years preferred to as the McNeil Doctrine. Um, <laughs> because it was Steve McNeil's rule for casting Go 8-Bit when we were a live show. Oh, nice. That's great. <laughs> yeah, no cunts allowed. Uh, Which meant we were never allowed to book Jeff Leach. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite meltdown, my favorite Edinburgh meltdown of all time. We're coming back to that. Remarkable. <laughs> Remarkable. Putting a pin. Spectacular. Um, oh, Beck Hill's a good shout. Oh, you have to have Mark Bob Mortimer. You have to have Bob Mortimer. You have to have Bob Mortimer. Oh, yeah, Bob Mortimer's great. I don't think I, I agree with Sarah Pascal. I would love to see Alison Spittle amongst these names. <laughs> As in, like, I'm with you. I was going to pitch. Already. I think she'd be really fun to watch on a show like that. I was going to pitch Alison Thea Scott. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see her doing it. I could see Carrie Ed crushing it. Uh, yeah. Rachel Paris. Uh, New host of the Metropole. Rachel Paris is fun. Yeah, congratulations, Rachel Paris. That's awesome. Yeah. Very fucking cool. Happy. Um, a caster would have to be on it. Yeah. So how many is that? So we have um, Nick Helm. Yeah. Uh, Bob Mortimer. Mm -hmm. uh, a caster. Uh, I think Beck Hill. Uh, fun, playful stuff. Um, mm -hmm. And then one, uh, uh, Allison, we'll go with Allison, Allison Thea Scott. Mm -hmm. right. So that's five, was it? Five. Yeah. How many, How do, many you get? do we need? Eight. Ten. 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 Yep. Rosemary. Oh, ten. You, know, you know what? Ten out. plus a host. Also host. Oh, a host. Yeah. What's that's the, the ball is right. Backward laugh. I, I don't. Immediately. Oh, so the host is a presenting to us, but also the host is the face of the organization so they've got those cameras on everything on every angle mm -hmm. so the host will like interrupt like ring through um and change the rules um right. dictate other stuff be like mm -hmm. you get a yellow card because as jay barishel says uh because yeah the system here is name is based on canada's fucking favorite pastime fucking soccer for some bullshit reason weird um, yeah Ed Gamble could be a fun host. Um, um, I was thinking, um, oh, oh, who? I'm just picking, that's just from the Mo, chat. Mo Gilligan or. Mo Gilligan is fun. I think Mo Gilligan would be a good time. Adam Rowe, I don't know, probably. Like, yeah. I think so. I, I also like uh, Jukebox. Uh, Sophie. Sophie. I Duker. think Sophie Duker. Would Duker, be yeah. Great in this scenario. Yes. Um, 
who else? Did you know that Mo Gilligan is like mega famous? Oh, Darren yeah. Harry is a great show, Steve. Mm-hmm. Adam Bloom. I kind of let's ruin everyone's day and put Adam <laughs> Bloom in this fucking house. <laughs> Adam um... makes me. Adam is the most nonstop joke writer on the comedy scene. Uh, and we'll spend the whole show. And this is why I want him in there. Every time someone does something funny, Adam will just tag it for the rest of the show. He won't be able to stop him. And he'll be like, you know, you did that saxophone bit. That was really funny. But what you should have done is maybe try it like this. And the next time you do it, it's like this. So it's him just giving notes for the whole yeah. goddamn six hours. <laughs> that's, actually, that's a fun bit. Like I'd have, I'd have Adam in as like a, oh, fucking Lou Sanders. Oh, Lou Sanders. Yeah, Lou Sanders could do it. Yeah. Um, but like Adam, Adam, I'd have him like as pro commentary. So he's like, someone does a really good bit, he just cuts around and like, that was great, but here's how they could top it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, if he's in the room, someone will just kill him. Um, yeah, oh, for sure. Just, uh, I just, so fucking funny. Nish, right? Nish would go one of two ways. Nish would either be ice cold or would be out in the first 10 fucking seconds. 10 seconds, he's gone. There's no way. Nish's big laugher. There's no chance. There's no chance. Not an actor. Ooh, Johnny Vegas is a great shout. Um, Johnny Vegas would be fun. Yeah. Um, well, no. Here's here's the thing. Nish would laugh in ten seconds, or would never laugh the whole time. Mm. Like I've worked with Nish a bunch, and I think he's either like it. It really depends on his his day. Like if he's like if it's fucking focus comedy time. Yeah. Sure. He's but... he's he's like straight in, but he's his his performance performance Nish is very giggly. Yeah. Well, he's also got like a lot of friends in this room already. Yeah. But that's part of it. That's one of the nice things about particularly the I think yeah, watching friends work together like that is fun. Buddies. So they already know each other's little like I know how to fucking get you. Like there's a bit, there's a there's a bit, there's like a cutaway bit where I think Tom is it Tom Green? I think it's Tom Green. Green. No, no, it's um John Lejoie is talking about Kay Trevor, who's like, Yeah, he like fucking this is too easy. It's gonna do poop stuff. Mm. It's gonna do poop jokes, <laughs> and, I, and, the, and like it's that that heralds him doing like ten minutes of solid. I shat myself bits at Kate Trevor. <laughs> but the the other thing that's fun to watch is like some of the comics just blow themselves up by having a funny idea and going, <laughs> ah! yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's how I would go. I always laugh when I have a silly thought yeah. to the point where it's like it was okay when like I lived with Sadaf because she knew it and so she'd hear it in the other room and be like oh he just thought of something that's fine but I live with strangers <laughs> now and so I sound like an insane person because I literally I'll be just be walking around and be like ha 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 that's funny <laughs> out of complete silence complete silence living my life boom I'm gonna I, mm. I kind of do that too to be honest I laugh at myself or not at myself at things I think of mm. um all the time, like to the point where I'm inconsolable sometimes, and and there's just no inconsolable. No, it like <laughs> there's no visible cause for it, so I look completely insane. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I like in terms of those people. Then, if we were kind of putting on a few people that know how to rile each other up, I think Rosie Jones would would oh, sit well on that panel. Oh, 
Rosie with Jones with Rage, she right ri- yeah. I, I like I, the amount of shit I see her riling up Nish, Nish with that bit that recurring bit of her pretending that Nish knocked her over is so funny. Yeah, it's it's so very funny. funny. Yeah. I, I also very much like that uh, as Rosie's um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Fame, I guess. Increases. I was just thinking this, Richard. Oh, do you know what? You know, so I moved. I'm in a new house since we last did. This. Yes. Like, oh, you uh, moved. Good. My flatmate's uh, knitting stuff. He's he, genuinely the. I was. Oh fuck! I got to talk to you about my fucking. My landlord tried to, to keep shitloads of my deposit, and we had a whole fucking protracted legal argument. Oh, um, I was no. really hoping but, you were going to say your landlord tried to kiss you. No, I would not have been into that. She was not attractive. Um, but would you've taken um, it over? You're losing your deposit. <laughs> yeah, you uh, have a choice, Paul. No. Either just a just I don't one, have to just make a no Kiss the landlord or lose your deposit. Choose, choose, choose. Or not even choose. lose it, but it's just a hassle. It's just, it's yeah. just a real... Yeah, actually, oh, no, the, you the, still the, need the deposit bag. It's just the hassle. <laughs> the, the thing I was going to say was, um, so I, like my flatmate and I, I'd loaded, so I loaded up the van to bring like half of our stuff to the new place. And then, having loaded the van, then tested positive for COVID. Wow. And um, it was like, well, okay, so no one gets to help me move. Uh, and I just threw up the stuff to the new flat, unloaded it, took the band back, and then like just Christmas happened. And I just stayed in my house for two weeks. Uh, and um, days. Um, and then we loaded up the rest of the stuff because we'd left a bunch of the stuff in the house because we were pretty confident we weren't going to move in immediately. And COVID made that a fucking certainty. Um, uh-huh. uh, but we're loading the second load of van, van stuff in the van, and Tim walks past, and I was like, oh, "Hey, Tim, what's up?" And he's like, "Oh, Paul, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." It turns out for a year and a half, I've lived around the corner from Tim Renko. But uh. um, because of COVID, we've never we never ran into each other. We didn't see each other at gigs or anything. Like we just have no idea we lived that close. Oh my god! Genuinely irritated by that fact. Um, oh man, I'd be little, so annoyed. Yeah, we had a little to get story to, that. to bring yeah. up. <laughs> Baldy has just come in with my work colleague had a landlady get in his bed after she had shot herself. He was asleep in said bed. What? <laughs> That's wild behavior. That, that one, I'd take the hassle. I'd take the hassle over I that would take the sure. hassle, yeah. for sure. Did I, did I tell you about my old landlord? I, so I used to have a landlord that was a crackhead, uh, like uh, just like a self-avowed source on the face crackhead. Uh-huh. And um, super nice guy. But uh, one time, so there were two apartments in this building, and um, I had one of them, and there was one next to it. And the guy in, next to it happened, like totally randomly. I didn't know he was going to be living there. Uh, happened to work in the kitchen of the bar that I worked at. So we sort of knew each other. And um, and so I, I came home one day and he was just leaving his apartment and he had this look on his face. And I was like, what? What? And he goes, our fucking landlord. He says, I walk into my house. The window's smashed. Clearly from the outside. And the landlord's in my fucking apartment. And I walk in, and the landlord goes, oh, hi, hi. <laughs> I'm here to f- fix your window. Oh, no. Wait, would he not have had a key? I, maybe pawn? Like, that's not I don't the know. issue here. He was, he was a crackhead. He was yeah. not in the mind frame of mind to be using keys to get into places. Also, not an easy building to climb. He must have been very high. Jesus. He must have been very high. We, we were only on the second floor, but it's not like there was a lot of handholds. Yeah. Oh, oh I what, got it. What a hilarious. And the guy just went, no, you're not. It clearly broke from the outside. 
I know, I know you didn't use the door. You smashed the window and came in here to rob me. And landlord went, ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days. And so the guy just kicked him out, and that was a wrap. But he lived there for like another year because it was so cheap. Because our landlord was a oh. crackhead. It was so cheap. Yeah, that's that's mad behavior. I've had two very lovely landlords in Scotland, um, but I've of course just sacrificed my reference from one of them because my flatmate was such a psychopath. Oh really? Oh, is this information? Yeah. Oh, like like I have left. I got out of there in such a way that I fully sacrificed getting a reference from the landlord, even though the landlord had no issue with me. Did you call the landlord and explain that there were uh, issues with the with the tenant? Because that is something that landlords understand because they think that all tenants are lunatics anyway. Yeah, I he's gotten a pretty decent explanation from me, um, but uh, I I just I'm I've sacrificed the reference. I thankfully don't need one for the next flat I have lined up, so it's fine. Also, but... is is there an easier reference to fake? Is I, there a single no. easier reference than there former really landlord? Well, yeah, in Scotland, this... you have to have the registration number. You have to have a, la a registered landowner or land landlord. Oh, you have a license to do it. You have to have a licensed number mm. to do. Oh, that's to, great. To we, provide a reference. We're trying so... to talk about that in Canada. We're... I mean, it, yeah. So, it's it's, like, Scotland does not dick about when it comes to this stuff, like deposits and everything. It's mm. really, really ship shape stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm okay. I'm fine. But yeah, crazy bitch. Uh, <laughs> so, I, wanna, uh, I have questions to ask about that, but I will save that for post stream. It was. Oh, it, I don't mind talking about it. It was great while <laughs> it was happening live. Because Ashley wouldn't, Ashley wouldn't talk about it on stream. Uh, yeah, because I was the in the apartment and she could hear wall. me. Yeah. But right. but every now and then we just get shit in the private chat, just being like this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she had a problem with every sound I made, every mood move I made in the apartment. I just yeah, like it, I could do nothing right. Um, I was criticized over everything. Uh, Every oh, I just understood that. There you go. Like a reverse <laughs> thing thing. I just got it because <laughs> I kind of went yeah, but I didn't register what you'd actually said. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah. Oh, it was dreadful. What you had questions though? <laughs> well, I, I guess like what was the nature of the dreadfulness? Just yeah, um, nitpicked the... at me, fully bullied me into submission. Like um, I just, uh, my toothbrush was too loud. She really had a problem with Very this show specific. right here. Really had yeah. a problem with me doing this show, um, which I'm sorry is just the equivalent of me talking on the phone in my room, uh, yeah. which yes. I think you should be allowed to do. I'm not especially loud when I do it, um, and she really had an issue with that. Uh, and then she just started making up literally full-blown lying to me about what I was doing. Like Wow, that's it, that takes so much balls. Oh it's god. It's like, easily disprovable because you know I know the truth, but she But that's it, how she gaslighting was, works. That's how gaslighting works, Paul. Delusional. Yeah. She was fully yeah. trying to gaslight me, but I also think she was gaslighting herself. I think she was genuinely delusional. 
Um, and then when I left, there was a whole kind of email that went to the landlord copying me in. I had I left and immediately blocked her on everything. I also left wow. a day before I told her I was going to so that she couldn't like try and catch me out the night before or something. Damn. Um, and so uh, there was a big email sent to the landlord with me copied in and she'd taken, she'd gone into the room and taken pictures of loads of shit that was wrong with the room, loads of like little marks on the walls and stuff all of which was there when I moved in. So he knows that it was there. So at this yeah. point, she's just insulting the flat that he's given over. <laughs> like, yeah. It's nice. a beautiful flat. It could have done with a lick of paint is all. There, there was quite yeah. a few marks on the walls for mm. whatever reason. Um, but that was kind of the only issue with it. And she just had this whole email that was like the state that she's left it in. The new uh, person moving in is really disgusted by it all and i'm just like i've left that place fucking cleaner than when i moved in bitch yeah. like <laughs> there was one mark on the door that was from me and it was from her making me put soundproofing in because of this show mm. uh like absolutely ridiculous carry on um she tried to get the new tenant to move in nearly a week before i'd moved out and she couldn't understand why I had a problem with that happening. And then when it came to like me moving out, she's like, you haven't cleaned the communal areas and stuff. And I'm like, but you don't see the issue with having somebody move in on top of me trying to keep to make the place clean for your deposit and stuff. Like what? Mm -hmm. It was yeah. just really strange. Um, she, the worst part coming up to when I was leaving was she had left uh I came back from Ireland for the last two weeks before I left the apartment. So I was yeah. just there for two more weeks. And I came home at like two in the morning and there was, walked into the kitchen to get a glass of water before I went to bed. There was a, a note on the table, on the countertop that was a little to-do list. Oh yeah, you sent us this. A little to-do list that was... Uh, she had two things marked with her own name, one of which was to clean the microwave stain. Firstly, her microwave, her stain. I've yep. used, I, I'd say I used the microwave twice ever. That's a new saying. Uh, no more, not my circus, not my monkey. <laughs> now it's yeah. not my microwave, not, not my, my stain. Microwave, not my stain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the other thing was to take, for her to take down the rubbish, which I had complete i moved all of my shit out of the apartment before i went back to ireland i went back for two weeks in a bare apartment <clears throat> all of all the rubbish had been taken out so that rubbish was all of just whatever she had accumulated in the three weeks that i hadn't been there <clears throat> so they are not communal tasks right but the yeah. one item on the list for me to do was clean the oven <clears throat> and she had even gotten oven cleaner and put it underneath the list and it was not the kind of efficient oven cleaning thing that I was going to use. I had full intentions of cleaning the oven before I left, by the way, because it was something that the landlord had mentioned. Yeah. And I was just going to get one of those ones where you like put in the oven, it cooks thing, and that yeah. all cleans it, you know? Um, but she had the one where you basically elbow grease scrub out the oven. And I'm like, well, if I'm, if I'm going to do it, I'm not using this shit. Mm. Um, but it got to the point where... I made a prediction at that point, by the way, I sent a, a message to my friend. I was like, I guarantee if I leave this note here, it's going to, she's going to tick off her items on it. And she did do that. Mm -hmm. And she also added and the fridge for me. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
oh my god i had a great it was just um, so passive aggressive and so, bullshitty so what i That's um my rant over. when i when i moved in when i moved into this place um the way that my new housemates and i bonded is that the person that i've taken over the room for was an insane person uh-huh. right. and i had lived with an insane person not sadaf but one of our housemates who was a fucking nightmare mm-hmm. and um and so immediately we just sat down and they were like, so the last tenant used to do this. And I was like, oh, my old housemate used to do that. And then she'd do <laughs> this. And they'd be like, fuck. <laughs> and so we, we just sat and talked about the crazy people that we'd lived with. And immediately it was nice. like, all right, we hate the same things about people. We're going to be just cool. fine. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. yeah. She was just, it was, to be honest, all of that doesn't sound like it sounds kind of shit. But the actual attitude that came with it, which mm. I can't really describe, is another thing altogether. Like, it's like she a poison was... in the air. I <clears throat> stopped cooking for six months. Like mm-hmm. I was afraid to go into my kitchen. Jesus. That's how bad this was. So yep. I really, really, dis- I have never been so completely disgusted by another human being's behavior um and I, like i've been treated bad by a lot of people so that says something <laughs> that's that's true if as everyone I've, on this podcast can attest ashley has been treated poorly by a number of people i have yeah. been treated badly by a lot of people uh I, I yeah it's hmm? john and i it's john and i that we're talking about we treat really john back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i put out recently i put out a, a wee kind of tweet and and um instagram thing of looking for i'm, I'm gonna tech for people's shows for the fringe and uh i I put in a wee little nod to somebody that i refuse to work with (laughs) so i can't i'm not gonna say what it is but uh basically what i did was private chat where are you is this the original tweet that you did or is this a new one yeah, actually, don't look at the chat, Chris. See if you can find it. This and is your pinned tweet. Up the thing. Do you need a tech friend show? DMs open. Let's discuss your tech needs and my needs for an income that sucks. Send me your show deeds or tell your friends that you uh, uh, that might need a tech. Tech tweet. This will be subject to availability and whether or not you're a cunt. Last part. Uh, <laughs> drawing on past experience, of course. And then that's a picture of like a, a, a stag. Yeah. Is that a stag emoji? So don't, yeah, don't get too much into this. I don't really want to, uh, I don't really want it to be too guessable either, I suppose. But um, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah, you'll understand the reference. That's right. Um, gotcha. <laughs> I couldn't. So, um, I yeah, I was, I was just yeah, that. But yeah, that was fun. I told you um, when you told that story, Diamond Geezer guessed who you were talking about, right? Yeah, because she that was so funny. She messaged me on WhatsApp. Me oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh no, uh, on Twitter, I think. Okay. Oh, Paul. Yes, big wow. old, big old terrible <clears throat> person. Um, okay. Uh, as in fully blacklisted. Um, <laughs> oh, we have a story. Kimmers has come Ooh. in. Last flat chair <clears throat> I was in had a lovely cream Whoa. wool carpet oh. that was brand new when we moved in. 
Yeah. That's bold. To put Sorry, I'm trying to do a beastie voice thing, right? Coming yeah, on I could, last yeah time. you're like a hype man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're on a teeny weeny tiny delay. Just for a second, imagine the beastie boys of a Zoom where <laughs> yes. the timings are slightly off. I now want to do this again. I'm sorry. <laughs> but my flatmate had a love of having parties during the week and drinking iron brew and vodka. She kept spilling it. I kept cleaning it, and that carpet was clean when I left. But she tried to get me to pay the other half of the £250 bill to have the carpet in one small section replaced because she had spilled iron brew and not cleaned it properly before the landlord inspection. Fuck. Um, wild. Um, People are so my, jerks. Uh, my landlady, yeah. when we moved out, um, just like, we moved out in January. Mm-hmm. And like, I had some surgery in February, I think. And so it was like the recovery, no, late February I had the surgery. You had to make your dick smaller. Yeah. Have we yeah. talked about that on stream? Yeah, your 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 dick was too fat. Your your hog was too fat, so you had yes. to thin you had to thin it out. You had to defat that hog. I get it. Well, if the correct the correct term is I had some pre I had some precancerous tissue on my actual penis. No, uh, so I had to have penis surgery. You like, defatted oh, that no. hog. Oh my yes. god. Oh, my favorite. Chris bit about was this. totally <laughs> joking about. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's why I was like, that's weirdly prescient, Chris. Have yeah. we talked about this? No, because I, yeah. I, I there's a point. There's a point. <laughs> there is a point. I assume where. Someone is like, your doctor's like, you probably, we have to operate on your penis. Where as a comedian, you kind of go, well, I'm either never going to talk about this or it's going to form the backbone of an Edinburgh set. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, cool, I'm just going to talk about it. I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. Yeah. Um, so I basically had to have a small bit of tissue removed uh, from my junk. And now we're like, and don't tap a frenulum. <laughs> it's how that works. Um, okay. but, um, and, um, but the, not to brag, I had to have three anesthetic injections directly into my penis. Because um, it's so because... fat. <laughs> I don't like to brag. But um, the weirdest thing was, so like like any operation, there's the surgeon, there's the consultant, and there's like a guy there who just chats to you because they don't put you out for this, which mm. I'm fine. Uh-huh. I was like, I prefer to be, I don't, I don't love general anesthetics. Um, and um, They do fuck you the... up a bit. Yeah, like I've never had a good experience for the three days after a general. But um, uh, they were like, okay, so we now have to, like, this is the least fun part. And I was like, there are fun parts to dick surgery? Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, well, we just I just have to inject you. And I was like, just to be clear, you're going to inject me in the penis? And he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, that is, I was ready for this to be painful, but I am honestly quite surprised how painful this is. I really would have preferred to have not seen the size of that needle just oh, for future God. reference just for future reference you don't have to show me that and um then he was like i think we're gonna have to do a second injection i was like sure of course you are of course you are and then he does this and he's like he, he, he looked at me and went you realize most people don't talk during this and i was like do you need me to be quiet he's like no it's like people pass out during this and i was like oh and so he's oh, like, look did you, you have a high pain? bragging. Well, no, so he's, like, bragging. he's like, I was like, oh, that's apparently not how I deal with trauma. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and um, he then said, I, he, he then says, can you feel, can you feel this? And I was like, I absolutely can feel you are moving my genitals around. He's like, Argh. oh my God. I'm so sorry. I think we're going to have to give you a third injection. And I went, Jesus Christ. Like a fucking Viennetta, that thing. 
Jesus. And, and he was like, and he's like, I said, Jesus Christ, is do you do, do you do this full time? And he turned and went, Oh, you're a comedian, are you? And the consultant went, Yes, he is. And then at the exact same time, he put the third needle into my penis, which was for some reason the most painful one. Mm-hmm. He turned to me and went, Oh, do you know Ramesh Ranganathan? And that was that set the tone for the dick surgery times was him him and the rest of the surgical team just <laughs> listing comics um and going, do you know nice? this person and me, that, yes yeah. Yeah. Going, do you know this person are they nice me going i do know them yes they are <laughs> that's like, so funny like, and they were like oh like, what's uh they were, what's sarah pasco like well oh, she's she's nice she's really nice oh she's just had a kid i had a kid <laughs> yesterday oh i've got a I oh. must call her when I'm done. You did the opposite of that. <laughs> um, but the weirdest thing was um, so, surgery yeah. happened. It was it, like, again, the grand scheme of things relatively quick. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, pre, pre-cancerous is a nice... Yeah. You know, well, the, So the situation, nice like I had, I, I had a lump and the examination was like, the, the doctor was like, well, it's one of three things. Um, it's either, it, it might be penis cancer or... <laughs> And I'm sure he continued to talk. Um, <laughs> and um, uh, but um, there were there were a bunch more tests, and they were like, "Okay, it isn't penis cancer. It's I forget what it was now. It's a, it was a particular type of cell where they're like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a um, benign tissue, but okay. statistically." this turning into cancer is way the fuck more likely than regular penis tissue. Yeah. And I was like, sure. Okay. Um, and there was like, what do you want? You're like, we can just do an operation now to get this removed. Or we can do it in a couple of years. And I was like, get this the fuck out of me. Yeah. Why yeah. wait? What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you uh, then, then COVID, and then like, but this happened, the, 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 you might have penis cancer conversation happened four months into COVID, which was like Ooh, the worst time to get Christ. that. Into. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah. So anyway, um, the um, you go into the recovery room, and I was having a chat with a, um, a nurse, and she was saying, uh, she's like, oh, "What do you do for a living?" I was like, oh, "It's not really clear. I used to act and do comedy. I don't know what the fuck I do now." Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, then she said, um, "I said, I said, how long? What? How do I? What's the situation with like? How long do I have to stay here? Do I?" Like somebody brought me to the hospital for the operation. Like, is that still part of the thing, or do I just make my own way home? What's the what's the rules? No one's everyone's been really clear about everything else except for this bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, she said, "Oh yeah, well, we usually be, expect you to be here for like half an hour to ninety minutes. It depends. We have to see that we have to see you eat, we have to see you drink, and we have to know that you've been able to pass your." And I was like, mm. "Ah, happy to eat, happy to drink." I went before the surgery. Because I thought that would be a better idea than, you know, walking in there with a loaded bladder in case when I have no sensations, I actually yeah. start pissing all over the place. And so she was like, right. yeah, I w-. she said, yes, that is a good idea. And I wish more people thought like that. But we still need, <laughs> we still need you to have a gun. And so I was like, sure, I'll see what I can do. Like, do you need a sample or do you just need to see? Do you just need to know that I've passed urine? She's like, we just need to know that you, you can pee, you can pee, and there's no blood in it. I was like, mm. it's hundred percent. I've done that most of my life, and um, most, uh, yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, at school once, I got hit really hard in the 
bollocks with a football and there, there was a very terrifying one terrifying urination but um oh, no. <laughs> uh, but um where was i but um so i did i went to the bathroom and mm. it wasn't like i was being supervised but i had the um you know, you know the old gag of like if you lie on your hand until it goes uh-huh. numb and then stranger. masturbate if like a stranger's doing it well yeah. i've experienced the inverse of that um <laughs> where my hand has complete yeah. sensation <laughs> it, it very much felt like i was urinating with somebody else's penis um, that's excellent yeah that and is then definitely going to be a bit man oh 100 but the other thing was yeah. i got a, ca- got a cab home so because I, I because this was all triggered during covid the mm. hospital I went to is fucking way south of London, but because which would have been great if I'd still lived in Clapham. I live in North London now, <laughs> so it was like a two-hour yeah. drive. Mm. And all the way, all the way back, I was like, there were two main thoughts. One was, boy, I hope I make it home before the pain meds wear off. Yes. And two, because speed bumps. And two, um, which the other one, the other one I had was like, am I urinating? <laughs> and and how would I know? Yeah, I think I'm not. But the only way I would realize would be would be if I suddenly realized my my butt was wet. Yeah, that's the the only trigger warning I have for if if I'm pissing right now. The only mechanism available to notify me is that I'm that it's yeah. way yeah. too late for me to not pay for this guy's car to be cleaned. Yeah, um, I've experienced which was a that. weird thing. It was a weird thing to have to introduce to a driver. Yeah, yeah. Um, classic improv teacher, Diamond Gazer. There with a wonderful reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very much. Uh, did you? Did you? Did at any point did you consider buying a diet coke for the ride? Uh-huh. <laughs> I, did, I, did, I had a diet coke for the ride. <laughs> I did. I did get one for the ride. Um, uh, yeah, I bought myself. I, I went to the the hospital um, canteen and I bought myself. I bought myself a bottle of diet coke, and um, uh, like a little pastry as a treat. Yeah, yeah. So I had something to look forward to. Like oh. if somehow, like it had gone wrong, <laughs> we're like, oh, they got my penis off, but at least yeah. I've got a biscuit. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, no. well, I, I mean, I don't think we're gonna find a more full circle moment than you. Oh, not sure if you pissed yourself in public and telling us yeah. about it. <laughs> where we started. Oh, to be clear, I definitely didn't piss myself in public. Congratulations. Oh, well, yet, look at you, Mr. Another Smug. Reason, yet another reason you're better than that improv teacher. Right, Way to go. Yeah. That's, uh, There's a lot of reasons too. why I'm better than that improv teacher. But, um, <laughs> uh, Paul, where can people find you? Are you, are you doing any quests? Soon. Uh, I am. I did. Question time is a little limited these days because um, so I was like streaming three, four times a week, but I got a full time job for yeah. a couple of weeks and I've not been. Uh, but Wednesday nights, we are still questing timing on the um, questing time Twitch channel. I'm hoping to start introducing some more of the regular streams again. But we've also got a new thing starting this Thursday. We're doing a one month, uh, once a month, uh, monthly one shot night, uh, which Jess, my partner, is going to be DMing. Uh, so we have a bunch of different guests um, coming in and playing one shots, nice. which aren't D and D, but like random. So, so we're doing sexy battle wizards this week. Nice. Um, we've Amazing. got I think we've got I think we've got we've got Alex Lolly's um, formerly of Dicebreaker. We've got Guy Kelly, I think. We've got Cat Mariner and somebody else, but I can't remember who. Because I've looked at the list of everyone for the next couple of months, and I can't remember which is which. Um, um, but yeah, that'll be nice and stupid. That's Thursday nights at seven. Great. Um, 
And um, but yes, yeah, so we'll be doing like lots of things like Grant Howitt's games, like uh, Sexy Battle Wizards is one, mm -hmm. uh, Honey Heist, Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Yeah, we so, got a uh, David like, Horse out here shooting his shot. Ooh. Yeah, DM uh, David, leave me a DM on this um, at Questing Time, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll put you in the stack. Nice. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we've got live shows coming up. Um, when's the next one? June. You're at the. You're, are you at the Star Kings now? Or are you still at the Phoenix? Still at the Phoenix. Great. Uh, June twelfth, um, for which we've got Johnny Chiodini, uh Jeremy Cobb from Three Black Halflings, and uh, Poppy Hillstead, who will be entering the chat nice. um, live on stage, playing actual Dungeons and Dragons, but not good. Uh, just fun. We play well. We play fun. Um, that's on the twelfth. Um, so like, you can't buy a ticket for that yet. I forgot to do that today. But I just remembered I haven't put those on sale yet. That uh, uh, that reminded me of uh, the slogan of, of uh, a volleyball team that I played for at uh, uh, Grumpy's Bar. That's we had this put on the back of our shirts. Lucy's a volleyball winner's <clears throat> life. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. We were terrible, but we were having the most fun. <clears throat> Lovely. That's, uh, cool. That's my approach to comedy. Hey. Well, Paul, thank you so much, so for, much for coming on. Always, always, always a pleasure. pleasure. Never a chore. Yeah, yeah, we're very. We'll we're have very a brief blessed. chat afterwards, so hang on. I'll be talking better. Yeah, especially because we weren't we were we weren't sure how much of the show actually was going to make it through. So yeah. having having you come on as a guest, John, was a godsend. That was a great thought, Ashley. Good job, everybody. Yeah, Paul, how does it feel knowing that you got an invite because I had diarrhea? <laughs> Not the worst reason I've been booked for stuff. <laughs> Uh, we are going to raid Fox Comedy because it's his one-year anniversary. It's his one-year anniversary. It's his exactly. one year. So it's, it's happy, happy birthday to yes. to George Fox. Raid message, happy birthday. Um, yes. We're going to go. Make sure to follow Questing Time. Um, are you on you on Twitter, or Instagram, or anything? Uh, I'm on Twitter uh, at Twitter as at Questing Time on Instagram as Questing Time Comedy. Perfect. And um, don't follow me in real life. <laughs> yeah, no, but do see his live um, shows. The live shows are so fucking we'll see fun. The live shows. So I would fun. love to catch. If, live I was, shows. if I was in the UK, I'd be hitting you up about that because it's so good. Yeah. When I come back, I'm yeah. definitely going to. When are you? Uh, when are you back? This is post stream content. It's yeah. it's all yeah. very up in the air. It won't be for a little while, <laughs> though, but yeah. Um, all right, we are going. I'm going to start the raid for George Fox. Uh, we I'm love you. Follow Ashley. Fo uh, follow Ashley. Follow John. Follow me on um, all of our stuff. The information's on the page. We love you. Here's an old lady talking about sex. Into her vagina. That's all. That's all. And that's called sexual intercourse. Some people call it having sex. So the man passes the sperm to the woman, and now his sperm 